0: Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the City. Keys to the City, baby.
1: When well, you see us so you know I crossed out by Kobe. We'll float to Shaq. And then Shaq goes like this. And, this and the rest is history. Pay attention, attention. Don't tell me what to do, nation. devil woman. So saying, saying, but speaking I of those ladies. But I, but I, hold on. Fun. But I didn't don't make rep- I didn't make money. I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. Hey, there's no other show like that. Clovercrest is doing great things right now.
0: Streaming everywhere. Rocky Hill Accountants offers a unique, low-pressure approach to professional and personal services, which is why they have an excellent client retention rate and are extremely proud of the high-quality services that their firm provides. The executive team at Rocky Hill Accountants has over 35 years of combined experience in income tax preparation, bookkeeping, accounting, and IT crypto tax. They specialize in individual income tax preparation, as well as trusts, estates, and gift tax returns. The tax deadline for individuals is May 17th. If you're one of the 50 million Americans who still hasn't filed, visit RockyHillAccountants.com Manning lobs it! Burris alone! Touchdown, New York! It's off the Leonard. Defended by Simmons. Is this the tagger? <laughs> Goal! Oh! High fly ball, right field. Grossman back, track, wall, see ya into the second deck. A grand slam the other way for Aaron Judge, and the Yankees are pouring it
2: on. For the latest news throughout the sports world, tune in to Sports Talk with RJ every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Welcome to Sports Talk with RJ. I am Steve Risser along here with Justin D'Onofrio. And last night, the Lakers pretty much saved their chances of playing in the play-in tournament. I mean, they were down ten points with seven and a half to go. They were down. They were down uh, five points with with five minutes to go. But they were able to win that game down late in the game. Uh, Wesley Matthews uh, gets that rebound, uh, gets the dunk, and then uh, then they get that three pointer in overtime, and they it by uh, Tucker Thornton, and they end up beating the Knicks. 10199 a great great game last night. Anthony Davis had 20 points, Kuzma had 23. Julius Randle and Derrick Rose carried the next. Derrick Rose with 27 and uh and Anthony Davis with 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 Derrick with uh, 27 and then Julius Randle with 31. So I mean, I mean a great game, uh, but uh, it was a very significant game for both teams. Cuz if you look at the Lakers right now, they're still in position to get that number six seed. I mean, if they can win out and hope, and if if they could win out and the Blazers lose to the jazz and and Portland, they'll get that numbers, that number six seed. And for the Knicks right now, they're, they have the number six seed in the Eastern conference. So, uh, because right now the Hawks are the four, the Heat are the five and the Knicks are the six. So it was a, it was a big game. It was a game. It was a, it was a game that, uh, it was, it was a really big game for both teams and the Lakers ended up pulling it out. And, uh, and and they're getting and, and and they're getting LeBron back tomorrow, so that's really big for big for them. I think there's a chance the Lakers go five and zero. There's a chance right now. I know I wrote an article saying they were going to probably play in the play-in tournament, but there's a chance. Seeing who the who the uh, who the Blazers have with going to Phoenix and Utah back to back, there's a chance that the Lakers could get the number six seed.
1: Absolutely, you know they pulled out a gutsy one last night. They lost a couple, uh, you know Caruso early on in that game um drummond had a huge second half kuzma looked like kind of the guy we saw the first two years um when he was coming into the league but yeah you know it was a defensive battle and for the knicks it again it's tough to kind of end a season here on a road trip and i think you know it you know 16 road trip towards the end of the year wasn't the best timing here for because again besides rosen and and randall the rest of the team had 41 points and nobody could shoot besides those two um. Yeah, it's kind of a missed opportunity. I Feel like for the Knicks, you didn't have they didn't have LeBron. You needed that game after the Celtics just lost earlier on in the night. So,
2: I mean, yeah, they, they, little... they, they they won't be in the play. The, um, the Celtics aren't no, winning three won't. in a row, and the Knicks aren't losing three in a row. So the Knicks are going to get into the top six. That that's the thing. The yeah. question is is will the Knicks will the Knicks be the four or the five seed? Could they avoid playing the Nets? Or the uh, the Nets or the or the Bucks in the first round, which is big. Even not, even not even not playing the Heat in the first round is big too. I would love to have them yeah. have that matchup against the Hawks.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, the Hawks, well, I know you're coming back and should be, but yeah, the Heat are, I know we'll talk about that game in a minute, but yeah, the Heat have been on fire. So the team you definitely want to avoid right now. Yeah, the Knicks are gonna stay in that playing game, but yeah, you wanna stay away from that kind of that six that sixty, cause now, you know, you're gonna have to face the Bucs, and that's not gonna be easy matchup. Um yeah, you kind of won that 4-5 or five match. I know the Heat are up there and playing well, but you kind of want to avoid one of those three super the three big teams out there in the Eastern
2: Conference in round 1. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And looking at and looking at the uh, Knicks schedule, uh, look at their schedule, remaining schedule, they got uh, the Spurs at home, they got the they got the Hornets at home and they got the Celtics at home. So those are three really really winnable games for the Knicks. And if you look at uh Miami's schedule, you look at uh, you look at Miami's schedule, they got the uh they they got I mean let me see they got the uh, six Sixers the uh, at the Bucks and at the Pistons so that's a little bit of a tough schedule there because they got to play the Sixers and Bucks and if you look at the Hawks they got they got they probably have the easiest they probably have the easiest remaining schedule probably easier than the Knicks they got the Wizards without Bradley Beal they got the Magic and they got the Rockets so I think how this thing is going to end in the Eastern Conference I think I think it's going to go Hawks Knicks and Heat and that's the way I want it. I want it to, I don't care if the Knicks get the five seed. I don't care if they're on the road. That's the way I kind of want it. I think I think Hawks get the four, Knicks get the five, Heat get the six. But they could very easily be uh, Hawks, Heat, Nick, Knicks. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in, in the next couple of days between those between those teams.
1: Yeah, well, I, I do think the Hawks are probably going to go three and zero here. Just with you know the Wizards, yeah, without Beal, are kind of you know there's not much left for them. I know I know last or Monday night they only beat them by a point, so you know. Uh, but the Magics haven't played well at all the second half and the Rockets stink. So yeah, they should win all three of those. The Heat, yeah, they've been playing really well, but it, it's a tough road. And for the Knicks, a you know, three game homestand ended, I think they do bounce back and kind of go three and zero and get that five seed, the Hawks four, I'm with you. And and the Heat gets a six um, with another, you know, Heat, I think, yeah, I think the Heat probably go down to Philly and probably lose at Milwaukee the next two games. So, I do think though the Knicks will
2: find a way to get into that four or five game. Yeah, that would that would be crucial for them. Really, I think their only chance at a playoffs play, to win the only chance to win a playoff series is that they could beat the Hawks. I think if they play the Heat, they play the Bucs and the Nets, I think they're gonna lose in the first round.
1: Yeah, I think so too. The way yeah, I you know, defensively that the Heat Knicks do it to be really fun because that's deep both teams are so good defensively. But I think the Heat just have a couple more elements that guys that can just kind of score late in the game. I think you can trust more than the Knicks right now. So I do think yeah, that he would, you know, um, would be a tough matchup for him. Yeah. And the Hawks, you know, I know Young's coming back. It's a young team, but the Knicks, I think, should be able to beat
2: them. It'll be a, it'll be a good series. The, neither team really has a lot of playoff experience. so It'll be really interesting if those two teams meet up.
1: Oh, yeah, it will. You know, two, yeah, both teams are pretty young. They have a lot of inexperienced guys that haven't been there. So, yeah, I think it definitely will be a really, really fun
2: series. Absolutely, absolutely. Staying in the Eastern Conference, and talking about the Heat, they got a big win over the over the Celtics last night, uh, one twenty nine to one twenty one. Uh, the game was not as close as 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 uh, as as the score indicated. The Heat pulled away in the second half. They won twice against the Celtics, which clinched which the Heat last night clinched. Uh, being in the top six. And with that loss, the Celtics are now going to be in the, in the, probably are more likely going to be in the playing tournament. And they now lost Jalen Brown for the season with a wrist injury. So, uh, Justin, I asked the question. I think the obvious thing is we know if they get in the playoffs, they're going, they're, they're, they're going to be one. They're going to be one and done. But the big question is are, can they even get out of the play-in tournament without Jalen Brown? I, I don't think so.
1: It's a Celtics team that all year, even with Jalen Brown, they have played down a competition. You know, I I don't trust this team at all. Um, I I'm kind of at the point where, you know, because I don't yeah I'm with you. I don't think they make a playoff run where they kind of have to change. You know, kind of blow not blow it up, but fit. You know, um, kind of get rid of some of the core guys here to change things up because it's not working. I don't I don't I don't really trust the Celtics at all. You don't know what teams gonna show up. Two big games at home is Miami, and they're just it was a pitiful two games. You know, it's my Miami team that's playing better, but to give up 130 and 129, it's not a Vince's Brad Stevens team. They're not great at defending the three-point arc. You know, they've been top five the last five, six years
2: defending the three-point shot, but this year they're they're down towards the bottom. And I've been saying this for la- for the for the for the last of uh, probably two to three months. That's that's why Brad Stevens has got to get fired. I mean, I just don't think this team is responding to Brad Stevens anymore. I think they need a change. And you know, you can't get rid of Jason Tatum. You can't get rid of Jalen Brown. You can't get rid of probably not going to get rid of Danny Ainge. So I think the change has got to be with the head coach. And that's why I think this 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 is it for Brad Stevens. He should have taken that Indiana job yeah. when he was offered it because I think he he's probably going to get – he should get fired. The Celtics should fire Brad Stevens. They need they need a change in leadership.
1: You would, yeah, you know, it, I think because they, they usually gave him the five year extension a year or two ago too. So it, it's what it's like, yeah, you probably you know, he's probably should because it's he's not the coach that's gonna fire you up. He's kind of like the, the, the nice guy in the locker room, which this team do, doesn't need right now. They they kind of need a guy that's gonna push them right now. He's not he's not the yeller, he's not the screamer. So yeah, I think that I think the, the Celtics do need to go in different direction because the yeah, Ainge isn't gonna leave. I thought about this before the Brown injury, that they should that they should try to – I know Bradley Beal doesn't want to leave Washington, but try to see if they can get a package for Bradley Beal and include Jalen Brown in that. Because I think it would be great for them to get another shooter. I know they need a five, but to get another guard like Beal would be helpful for them. But that's besides the point right now. But, yeah, I think they do need a change of head coaching position.
2: Absolutely, thirty five and thirty four this year is completely unacceptable for that team. They have probably underachieved more than any team in the NBA this season.
1: Oh, absolutely. That that's a team I thought could be a top three see in the Eastern Conference. Get back to get back to the Eastern Conference Finals and have a have a chance maybe to knock off the Nets,
2: but you know they, they, there's absolutely no shot right now for them. Staying in the Eastern Conference, and we got to talk about uh, Russell Westbrook and what he accomplished, uh, passing Oscar Robinson for the most triple doubles in league history with one hundred and eighty two. I mean, I'm not saying the guy isn't a really, really good player. I think he, I think he's, he's, he's athletic. He's, he, he plays hard. He plays, he's hard every game. He's got a lot of intensity. He plays with great intensity. But my issue with Russell Westbrook is, do these triple doubles really translate to wins? That's my problem with Russell Westbrook. Do these triple doubles? I mean, he's not won a playoff series without Kevin Durant. I mean, he, and, and 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 it's not like he didn't have chances to win playoff series. I mean, one playoff series he lost. Donovan Mitchell was the best player on the other side for the Jazz. The other playoff series he lost, he lost to Dame Lillard, which people are claiming that he's a better point guard than, which I think is ridiculous. I would take Dame Lillard any day over Russell Westbrook. So I, I think great a very good accomplishment that he broke the record for triple doubles. But I think it's a little bit easy. I think it's it's not the hardest thing to get a triple double, knowing the way the NBA is today, which you can't you can't uh, touch guys at uh, you can't hand check anymore. So you were able to penetrate easier so to kick out to kick out to open shooters. So that's that's how he can get assists. Rebounds and some of those rebounds, I hate to say it, those are fake rebounding numbers. Those are fake. Those rebounds are fake. You no, know, sometimes no one's boxing him out and he's going out and getting and get going and getting a rebound. And at times, just let your big get the rebound and save energy for late in the game. That's why you lose all these games. Okay. You lose all these one-point games. Save some energy. So to me, the triple-double is 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 I I respect I respect the fact he broke the record, but I, I do think it's an it's an overrated statistic. And in my opinion, Russell Westbrook, let me tell you, let me tell you this, is not a top 15 player in the NBA. He's not. I'm taking LeBron, KD, Curry, Giannis, Kawhi, Harden, Doncic, D- Jokic, Embiid, AD, Lillard, Mitchell, Butler, Tatum, and Booker over him. And I said that in probably 20 seconds. I named probably 15 players in in 20 seconds, 15 players in 15 seconds that I would take over Russell Westbrook. So yes, great, great, very good accomplishment, but I'd like to see some playoff series wins without Kevin Durant for him. I, yeah, everybody's saying best point guard of all time. That's nonsense. He shouldn't be put in the same conversation as Steph Curry. Yeah,
1: um, the greatest point guard of all time. Yeah, that's or
2: or or Magic Johnson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no way, I, no way. Ridiculous. Um
1: I've never been on that one. I, I agree. I don't think he's top fifteen player. I when you're talking about your list, I was I I do I take everybody that was on your list over over Russell Westbrook. Yeah, it's, you know, yeah, I'm not trying to take anyone away from him. But yeah, you know, again, it, I know he's been doing it for a while, but yeah, you have a guy like this year, Bradley Beal, that like you just kick out to. Again, you know, he's going to hit it most of the time. You know, you've had KD, you had James Harden for a bit. Like, yeah, he's had some really good shooters that he's been able to do it with. And yeah, the rebounding numbers. Yeah, I mean, you saw, you saw, with,
2: yeah, yeah, he's throwing box out, and you saw what Steph Curry did when he the shooting guard was as good as Bradley Beal. That team was winning seventy three games. They weren't the number nine seed. They weren't the number ten seed in the Eastern Conference.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, they weren't. And you know, and that's you know that that's kind of the issue. It's you know, again, he's not the greatest. He's been a decent shooter, but yeah, you know, the energy. Yeah, and this is something that the King kind of worked on with Fox because you know, in the games he couldn't really do much because yeah, he was destroying himself on the defensive end and rebounding wise. So they told him to take it and not
2: them you know, take it. Oh, we got a runner. comment from Jace. Absolutely, John Stockton should be in that conversation. I, I take, I take John Stockton over Russell Westbrook. I would. I, I think you know. I think you know. You got Magic. You got Steph. You got Jason Kidd. You got Steve Nash, and I go John Stockton top five point guards of all time. Russell Westbrook is not on that list for me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. Of John co- of co- and,
2: and, and, and of course, Jace brings up the Utah Jazz yeah. guy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, I. He, he was a very. I put John Stockton right there. as One of the best all time point guards. You know, uh, he was one of the best assist guys of all time. So, uh, he, he's right there. Yeah, I, yeah, I. Russell Westbrook looked great, but yeah, for me too. Yeah, he's got to get to a uh, Eastern Conference Finals or like some more like Conference Finals, and, and yeah, get to like the NBA Finals and, and win something. You know, um, uh, yeah, especially in Eastern Conference with those two, and I know Beal's been banged up. You know, I know the Wizards are are just awful defensively, but still, in this Eastern Conference, they could they could have made a little bit more of a push here. Maybe, you know, they could have gotten maybe up to the seven or six seed.
2: They weren't yeah, yeah, great, if, but if if Westbrook was as set as good as people say he is, they would not be in the playing tournament. Okay, they would not be in the playing tournament. I'm not saying the guy's not a, a top 25 player in the league. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that people act like people talk like he's like a top 10 player in this league. He's not.
1: No, no, I'm with you. He's not, He's, you know, yeah, he has not done much without a guy with them, you know, and, and even with Beal this year, those two are, you know, Beal is one of the best shooters in the game, and there's still a ten seed in the Eastern. It's Eastern Conference. I know,
2: I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I mean, I mean, yeah. I, 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 listen. I respect him as a player, but oh, I just yeah. think he, I just think he's overrated. I just think that people just because of this this triple double, just because of the triple double, they put him on this pedestal like he's this great point guard, which he's not. He can't shoot threes. He cannot shoot three as well. He's difficult with the. Yes, he he distributes. He's weird. He distributes the ball, but he's difficult to get along with. He was a reason why Kevin Durant got out of there. Kevin Durant dumped him for Steph Curry, and <laughs> and Durant was smart for that. Smart was smart about was smart because Durant won two championships and. He wasn't winning any championships with Russell Westbrook being the point guard. No,
1: no, he wasn't. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, I, I definitely agree. He's one of the more overrated guys that everyone talks about, but yeah, you know, look, I'm not trying to, he, he's been a really solid player in this league. You're not getting me wrong. I'm with you, but yeah, he's overrated. You know, I don't know. And I wish I looked this up before. And cause something I just thought of, well, like what are his triple double numbers in the playoffs? Like, I don't think they are that, like no,
0: there was,
2: actually the, there was down, one game. Jace could, probably, Jace could probably remember. There was one game, game six against the uh, you, you correct, correct me if I'm wrong, Jace. Game six against in 18 against the uh, Jazz in the first round, he took 50 shots and he had Paul George and Carmelo Anthony yeah. on his team. All right, that. Carmelo might have been out of his prime. He had Paul George on his team yeah. and he took 50 shots in a game. So, enough with this triple double. Nonsense when in the playoffs, when you need to get your team to the next round, you're taking 50 shots and not trusting your teammates. Enough with that.
1: Yeah, I think I do remember that. I remember just just chucking from everywhere because he's not the greatest shooter in the world. He's not he's not not a good three-point shooter. Nah, he never really has. I yeah, you know, in the playoffs when guys actually lock down and actually are really good defensively. That that's kind of when, if he was doing that every night, you get triple doubles. Sure, I'll give him that credit. But yeah, other than that, no. Yeah, you got Paul George. I know Paul George hasn't been the greatest playoff guy, but you still got to give him involved. Carmelo, uh, yeah, you, he got his
2: prime. You, but- you should you should be able to beat a team with a rookie as their best player. They should yeah. be able to advance. You should be able to advance. End of and discussion. You yeah. should be able to advance. No, there's
0: they no, should.
2: Yeah, there's 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 no way you shouldn't advance there if you want to be considered a top 10 player in this league and his MVP year when he won the MVP, what happened in the playoffs lost the Rockets beat them easily, easily in in the first round.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's been the thing. You know, it's great. You know, look, you know, it's something too. it's just, yeah, the regular season numbers are good, but you know, people are going to kind of define you what you do in the postseason, And he, and he hasn't been able to, he hasn't been able to do much, I, you know, I know he got to the finals with, with KD, but yeah, without KD, he really has not done much in the, in the, in the playoffs. And I've always kind of a guy of, you know, what do you do when it's time for the big moment? You know, again, especially, especially, you so
2: long. especially in the well, NBA, where the regular season doesn't mean as much as it yeah. does in like football or baseball. The NBA, the regular season doesn't mean as much. Your judge, your legacy is defined by what you do in the postseason in the NBA. That's why Michael Jordan is the greatest player ever. That's why LeBron James is the second greatest player ever. That's why Kobe Bryant is the third greatest player ever. Because Michael Jordan won six rings. Uh, LeBron James has been to ten NBA Finals and has four rings. And Kobe Bryant has been to seven NBA Finals and, and has uh, and and has, and has five rings. Magic Johnson has five rings. That's why he's he's number four. Larry Bird is probably number five because he's been to five NBA Finals and he won three rings. So what you do in the postseason defines your NBA career. These regular season numbers are pretty in their nights. Nice. But you got to get it done in the postseason. And Russell Westbrook has not done that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's that's why, yeah, too. I don't have him as – I probably put him top 20, top 25. That's kind of where he is on my scale, yeah. It's the playoff numbers. And, you know, without KD, yeah, he has not been able to do it. And until he does, yeah, he's going to kind of stay in that list for me. And, you know, and I don't know – I don't think he's going to be able to accomplish this year. But, yeah. You know the great the great players are the ones that know how to get it done when you know it's playoff time. He just he has not been able to do it.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. So we'll get to the uh, the eight, nine, ten in Eastern Conference, and I look at their schedules. The uh, Hornets and Pacers are tied for the eight seed right now. Wizards a game behind, but I do think the Wizards get the end up getting that uh that number uh eight seed because and here's why. I think the Hornets lose out. I think they lose to the Clippers. I think they lose to the Knicks and they lose to, and they lose to, and they lose that last game to the Wizards, which could be could be a huge game. Just like the Warriors and the Grizzlies on Sunday could be a huge game. The Wizards and the Hornets could be a, a huge game too. And I think they, they lose all those games. I think the Pacers uh lose to the Bucks and Lakers and uh and beat the beat the Raptors. So that's so that would, that would put them at uh, 34 and 38. And I think the Wizards uh lose to the Hawks, but they beat the Cavs and the Hornets that would have them both those two teams would be at 34 and 38. The the Hornets would be at 33 and 39. So I think the, uh, and the Wizards have the tiebreaker over the Pacers. So I got the Wizards, the eight seed, I got the Wizards playing the Celtics and I got the, uh, the Pacers playing the Hornets next week. Yeah. um, For
1: me, it was, I, I have the Hornets getting the, I have the Hornets staying there at the eight. I think the Wizards get the nine. I think the Pacers get the 10. Um, Cause yeah, the Pacers kind of have a tough with the Bucks, Lakers, and Raptors kind of coming up. I know the Raptors are great right, because I, I think the Pacers go one and two there. Um, again, I don't really. I think they. I think you know we we'll just probably lose. They beat the Cavs. So the Cavs just they have not shown up the last few weeks. I think. Um, but so I, I think the Wizards kind of get that nine. I think the Hornets kind of struggle here to the finish line with with the Clippers. I think the Knicks are going to bounce back when they face off Saturday. Um, but I could kind of see the Wizards maybe winning again, playing round now. Um, but yeah, so I so I have it as um, Hornets or what I told so Pacers eight, Wizards nine,
2: and I think Hornets ten. Oh, so you got you got you got it the same way I do. Wizards, Pacers, yeah. Hornets. You got it the same way as me. Yeah. So yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens before we get to the Western Conference. We talk a little bit about the Nets. There's a chance they can get Harden back tonight and Kyrie. We don't know. I don't think his injury was that severe last night, but we'll see if the big 3 come together in the playoffs and uh I don't think for the big I don't think for them it matters what seed they get 2 2 or 3. I still think when healthy and I've said it all year, this team is the best team in the Eastern Conference and this team will get to the NBA Finals. I don't care how many games they've they played together. I think this is the best team in the Eastern Conference when healthy.
1: Oh yeah, 100%. You know, it's going to be nice for them to get Harden back. You know, I think yeah, I think, you know, I know yeah, I don't think chemistry's gonna matter. I know the Sixers are good. You know, they they've been great all year, but they I just don't think that they have enough. They they won't have enough. I would love to see. I want to see Giannis get to the finals, but they they don't have enough around them. Um, you know, again, they may be able to avoid. You know, I. The Heat defensively could maybe slow them down, but I, I don't think enough I don't think they'd be able to do it in a seven-game series, though. maybe a best of three, maybe, but it's best out of seven. I don't think that's gonna happen.
2: If the heat I'm get, with you. yeah, if the heat get the five seed, I think they win their first round series, and I think they beat the Sixers. I think it ends up being heat heat nets if the Heat get the five seed. I think they make another run. I, I
1: could see it. They're they're really coming along right now, and you know. You know, they, they heat again. I they love kind of playing that underdog role the last few years. I, I could I could really see that happen. I I, I picked him to beat the Bucs last year in the, in the semis.
2: Oh uh, uh, here, here we go with Jace. His 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 big man comment now. And B would completely dominate the Knicks inside inside the seven again, B would have to completely dominate inside for Yeah, he would. And even if he has a big series, they won't have they won't be able to score enough points to keep up with the with the with the, with the Sixers, with the Nets. The biggest mistake the Sixers made was they didn't trade for James Harden. If they traded for James Harden, they would be right there with the Nets because then you would have Harden and you would have Embiid and then you would have Durant and then you would have Kyrie. And I think they would. I think if the Sixers traded for Harden, they'd be the best team in the Eastern Conference. But they didn't want to get rid of Ben Simmons who can't shoot threes. And so if they play the Nets, they're, they're probably going to lose in the playoffs. And if they lose in the playoffs, it'll all come back to January where they didn't go trade for James Harden
1: yeah you know i will they just you know look and and i know you've been harping this for years the center <laughs> not you cannot have a good player even though uh, i didn't know
0: you missed the, you missed the akeem the dream yeah. days yes the Akeem you know. the dream patrick ewing days you bill missed those russell. days bill, <laughs> bill russell that's years ago yeah you
1: will chamberlain well yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you, know? like, you <laughs> like
0: the center being the best yeah. player. It's, that's not yeah. working today.
1: It's not working. No, it doesn't. And, you know, you're not going to be able to win any – you know, you're just not going to be able to go far. You know, it's just – you're not never going to be able to win finals anymore. You know, I hate it, but it's just – it's the way it is nowadays. And that's – yeah, it's going to hurt the Sixers. I don't know why they didn't want to pull the, the tree on Ben Simmons. Uh, you know, I guess they want to be loyal to him, but – loyalty really doesn't matter yeah loyalty is going to get you
2: knocked out in the second round of the conference finals not going to get to the nba finals the nets weren't loyal to you know karis lavert they weren't loyal to jared allen but now they got james harden they got the ticket that's going to get them to the nba finals if all three of those guys are healthy
1: absolutely and it's going to come back to it's going to come back and bite them and yeah as you said it, it could be the heat that bite them instead of instead of the nets yeah they just you know, they, they have some nice feeds around, but it would have been nice to get one of the best players in the game in James Harden. And it, it's definitely gonna hurt. And um I and as long as the Nets are healthy, they're playing well, I just don't know how you can stop them enough in, in four games. I just I just don't see it. Maybe a game or two can slow them down if they get a good defensive team, but I don't see it other than
2: that, being able to do it in the best of seven. There's just no way nope 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 not at all so circling back to the lakers and, and the western conference uh right now the lakers uh oh, oh, here we go there is no loyalty in basketball it's mm-hmm. all about who will get you a championship and frank is right there and yep. james harden will get the nets a championship and that's why you know the sixers and as, as we said the sixers made a mistake just just yeah the sixers made a mistake not trading for him and frank can go back to the heat back back in 2011 i mean I mean, look, look, I mean, it, it was all about them getting that championship. That's why they, you know, went out and signed Chris Bosh and LeBron James. And they had made those moves because Pat Riley wanted to win a championship. Pat Riley knows what he's doing as a GM. That's why Pat Riley. That's why the Heat. That's why Pat Riley's the best GM in, in basketball is because he 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 knows that it's all about winning. And that's why the Heat went out and got LeBron James. That's why the Nets went out and traded for James Harden. Superstars win in the NBA today, and 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 that's and that's how you win championships. I know. You probably don't love it, but that's how you win championships today.
1: Yeah, no, I, you know, yeah, you know, I like the, well, being a Kings fan too, I know we're never really going to have superstars. <laughs>
2: Nobody, wow. Nobody's coming to Sacramento. You, no. you got lucky with Chris, you got real lucky when Chris Weber got traded there years yeah. ago, but that's pretty much it.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like, you're, you're, to,
2: your only yeah. chance to win was that, it was that year where you lost the Lakers in like, seven. Yeah. Anyway, that's yep. another story for another day <laughs> what happened there. Yeah, yeah it is.
1: Yeah, and we have not been the same since.
2: You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: first, first, first first four game worldship we've won since 05, 06. oh five six. Oh that's that's how long it's been. Wow. wow we just wow. did that last week. So that, wow, wow, yeah, wow. that's crazy. But yeah, it's it's you gotta have superstars. It's it's the only way, and that's why every year it's it's a big market team. That's why you don't see the Sacramento. That's why look the jazz are a great story, but they're not a big market, you know. I'm like they can't get another super. yo, know, Rudy Gobert's a, a nice player. They they have some nice pieces around, but you need that second superstar. And
2: I know you don't that's, why, that's why. That's why. That's why. That's why they'll get exposed. That's why that team will get exposed in the playoffs if they have to go against the Lakers or the Clippers. They'll get exposed.
1: Yeah, and, and I, look, I always cheer for I always cheer for the little guys. So <laughs> I'd be cheering for Utah and, and Phoenix and all those in Milwaukee. Yeah, but yeah. it just you know it's tough to compete, and you, you got to be able to. For those teams, it's got to be drafting and just you know finding guys under the rug, you know, and yeah, it's it's all about the superstars and 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 for this too for Philly, it's it's such a passionate fan. You know, they're passionate about all their sports. So you would think, you know, that front office would be hungry to go get James Harding. It just you know,
2: they didn't you, want to trade. They, they the still superstars. believe Ben Simmons is going to be great. Which they're wrong about because he's 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 only good. He's only going to be good. He's not going to be great. Yeah. They just think yeah. Ben Simmons is going to be great. That's the problem there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because unfortunately, unless he some, somehow develops a three point shot, I know we've been saying this a lot for years, but again, I just I don't think that's coming anytime soon. Doesn't seem like it. Yeah, yeah I just it's yeah. He's never going to be a superstar, superstar guy to help out and beat, and they
2: missed their chance. Nope, 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 not 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 at all, not at all. So heading back to the Western Conference, looking at the Lakers right now. Look at their last now that they're currently the seventh seed and looking at their at their final three games. They got the with LeBron back. They got the Rockets tonight. They got they got uh, then they go to Indiana and they go to uh they go to New Orleans. I think they win all three of those games. But here's here here here's the thing. I think Portland loses to Utah tonight, but I think they beat Phoenix because Phoenix hasn't been playing well. I think they, I think Phoenix is a little bit fraudulent for being a number two seed. I think that team, if they get the Lakers in the playoffs, they're definitely losing to the Lakers. I'll guarantee you that right now. The Lakers will beat the Suns in the first round they play. But yeah, I think Phoenix is a little bit fraudulent. So I think, I think Portland beats Phoenix and then I think they end up beating the Nuggets. So I think, I think Portland ends up getting that number six seed. But I think it's going to be, I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers get that seed. I think the Mavericks end up getting the five because I think they win out. I think they beat the Pelicans. I think they beat the uh, I beat the Pelicans, Raptors, and Timberwolves. I think they went out, so I think the Mavericks get the five. And I th- still I'm still going with my prediction from last week. I got Portland getting the six, and the Lakers getting the seven.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I, the Mavericks should be able to win out. You know, as long as they show up, they should be able to beat the Pelicans, the Raptors. It sounds like they they they're done in my you know done in Orlando. They're ready to go home. And the Timberwolves, they should be yeah. They, the Mavericks should be three and all. Uh, Portland. Yeah. Utah tonight's going to be a tough one. Um, with them still battling for position, I think they could, I think they go to Phoenix and lose. And then I think they do knock off the Nuggets. So I think they go one and two. Um, and then I do have the Lakers here. I have the Lakers. Um, they should be able to win out. We'll see how LeBron comes back. I know, you know, the first game he came back, Sacramento wasn't, you know, the team kind of wasn't great. Wasn't there, but, I think the the Lakers should be able to win out there. So I have like the Mavs at the five. Um, I think Portland then would move to the six and Lakers seven. I could be wrong, but I can't
2: remember who had the tiebreaker. Oh, oh, what would happen is if Portland the Lakers tie, it would be the Portland of the tiebreaker. But if all uh-huh. three of them tie, it would be the Mavericks because the Mavericks won the Southwest Division. So if all three tie, no. it would be the Lakers lose tie. The Lakers lose. Here's the thing: the Lakers lose tiebreakers to both the Mavericks and the Blazers. If the if the Bla, if the if the if the Blazers and Lakers tie, it would be the Blazers win the tiebreaker. But if the Blazers and Mavericks tie, the Blazers would win the tiebreaker like too. Because they beat the they beat the Mavericks twice. So the Blazers have tiebreakers over the Lakers and over the Mavericks and the and the and the Mavericks only have tiebreakers over the Lakers, or if it's a three-way tie. And the Lakers don't have tiebreakers over any.
1: Okay. All right. So then I'm with
2: you then. I have Mass Five, Portland six, uh, Lakers seven then. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah, it should be interesting to see what happens with those three teams. But we're going to get to the part of the program that is looking forward to. And that's the race for the number one seed in the West. And it looks like, yes. A couple of weeks ago, Jace was Jace said it's a lock that that uh that you know the Jazz will get the one seed. And I got to admit, I, we all know Jace picks the Giants every week. He's he's, a, he's he loves he loves to defend his teams. But in this case, Jace was right. He said it was a lock, and it looks like he's going to be right because it looks like the Jazz are going to get the one seed. Jazz host Portland tonight. Uh, Oh, they go to OKC, and guess who they got in that season finale? They got your Sacramento Kings in the last game on the road. So I, th- I think they win out, and I think they get. The- I don't think, they- I don't even think that Kings game is going to matter. I think they'll win out and get the number one seed. And for the Suns, they got Portland, and then two games against San Antonio. Uh, so, and and, and oh no, <laughs> no, no, stop it, stop it. Okay, stop. Now it's a lot for them to get to get to to get to and win. Oh, stop it, stop it. Okay. You should just you should just quit when you should just quit when you said it was a lock for them to get the number one seed. Now you're guaranteeing that they're going to win the champion. Are you are you kidding me? To me, they're still the third best team in the West. I don't care. Okay, I don't care what their seed is. So yeah, now they're a lock to win the final. I mean, they're arguably not even a top five team in the NBA. I mean, you probably could you probably could take you know the the Lakers, the Clippers, the the Bucks, the the Nets. All right, maybe I maybe I put them over the Sixers. Maybe I put them five, but still. Now Jace is saying it's a lock for them to to, to get it in, in the finals and win. He should, he, I, I tell you, I, I just had to say, he should have stopped when he said it was a lock for him to get the number one seed. That, that's, that's all I'm saying there. That's all I'm saying there. But, yeah, so so for the Suns, they got Portland and San Antonio twice. So I think it's Jazz one, Suns two. I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it is. And I'm with – I see Frank's comment, you know, I hope the Lakers don't go anywhere. I'm with you, Frank. I, I hope so too. I hope they get bounced in the play-in round. That would be great. Uh, that would be
2: great to see. Frank, you could hope the Lakers don't that's go true. anywhere, but if they get healthy, that's the best team in the Western Conference, clearly. Yes, mm-hmm. the play-in tournament definitely could help them, but if they get healthy, watch out. That's the best That's the best team. And you, you put LeBron back on that team, you get Dennis Schroeder back, and then you've got obviously Anthony Davis – and, oh here we go. Chase, if they don't make it that far, you're gonna to have to eat that. Oh, Jace will be eating that humble pie. I, I guarantee you, Jace will be eating humble pie about the jazz not getting to the NBA finals. I guarantee that, that's that's gonna happen. Jace will be eating that humble pie. But yeah, going back going back to the Lakers, yeah. If they're healthy, this is the best team with LeBron A D. They got Schroeder back. Obviously, you got you got Harrell come with the bench, you got Andre you added Andre Drummond. I know the chemistry might not be there, but talent-wise, this is the best team in the Western Conference. I know you could, you, people could, you could hope they don't go, they don't go, they, they they don't go anywhere. But they're the best team in the Western Conference if, if everyone's healthy. Yeah, when they're healthy, they're, yeah. There's, and, and and you hope yeah, that, and you, and you and you hope they don't either because you're a Kings fan and you can't yeah. stand them.
1: Yep, no, I, I cannot stand the Lakers, but yeah, going back to the one two. Please don't lock it up, Jazz, until Sunday or after Sunday. Like make that King game matters to get beat by beat us by fifty again, like a month ago at home. That'd be nice. That'd be nice to end the Luke Walton era. That'd be be a very nice. Yeah, you, yeah, you want Luke Walton gone? Oh yes, I've been wanting Luke gone the minute we hired him. I've been praying. So, yes, over Hopefully yes. that comes this weekend. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's a I think it's a lock. I don't think that King Dane's gonna, that King Dane's gonna matter on Sunday um they're already up two games. I don't you know I don't see the Jazz losing tonight and OKC the, you know again I saw them last night play the Kings again they're not good they're tanking they're 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 done so I, I don't see them losing either either
2: three of those games so yeah it's it's pretty much locked up the jazz will get that one too all right, to wrap up the NBA, we got the eight and nine seed, which is that's a little bit under. That's an underrated race. The eight and nine seed in the uh, in the in the Western Conference. I mean, even the Eastern Conference is such an underrated race because if you get the nine seed, you got to play a game for your season. If you get the eight seed, you got a chance to get the seven seed. So it's between the Warriors and the Grizzlies for that eight nine seed. Warriors got the Pelicans and the Gri- and the Grizzlies at, at home, and uh, and and the, and and guess who Memphis has two games in a row at home.
1: Uh it's, uh, it's the um Rocketry. Or no, no uh,
0: Kings, Kings, <laughs> your
2: Sacramento yeah, Kings two, Kings Warriors, two games yeah. in a row. They got your Sacramento yeah. Kings two games in a row. So I think they win both those games. I think Sunday's game is going to be for the number eight seed. If they play Sunday at Golden State. I think that game's going to be for the number eight seed in, in in the Western Conference. So I think that 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 game's in a normal year that game would like before the playoffs to get in the playoffs. Yeah. It would be a one and done. It would be it pretty much would be the winner would winner would go to the playoffs. Loser would go home. But now you know with the playing tournament. Uh, uh, they they would still get in. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's gonna be a huge game on Sunday. But I got the Warriors getting the eight and the Grizzlies getting the nine.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I, I got I have the Warriors finishing eighth. Um, they should be. I think they do knock off the Pelicans again. You know, without Zion, they should be able to knock them off. Um, and I think they at home. I think they should be able to take the Grizzlies. And yeah, you know. I think the Grizzlies are gonna probably sweep the Kings. I don't, you know, know how, and I don't know what's going on. You know, um, they should be winning both of those. I think it's a, it's a two makeup games. I believe from like late January when the Grizzlies had COVID. The one interesting thing about that game, though, is it's the first time they're meeting. I don't remember if you saw the See, back in January, I think it was in January when Jonas Bankalunich, Bank uh, Valanchunas um, ripped down. Yeah, Valanchunas ripped down. Um, check up. Mata at the Kings, he kind of ripped them down and he, he <laughs> yeah. was out for a while after a dunk. So I don't know if there's going to be any bad blood because he was out for a while. Um, because I, I don't know if the Kings are going to kind of, you know, I stand up for what happened that game. I, I don't really know. Um, it was a while ago, but again, I, I don't think the Kings have a chance with the Grizzlies playing for a playoff spot right now. Um, so, yeah, I think the I think the Grizzlies go 2-1. and one. They just can't. I don't think they knock off the Warriors.
2: No, I, I, yeah, I I, th- I, think, I think Steph Curry's on a roll. And I think, I think, I think I'd be great to see that Warrior Laker matchup in yeah. the, in the first, in the, in, in, in the playing. I would love, love seeing that Warrior Laker matchup. I think everybody wants to see that.
1: Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a fun one. That's, you know, I'm like, cause if play's healthy, obviously, they like, that could be like a Western Conference final matchup. You know, the words are healthy. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Know, oh, get, absolutely. That, yeah. If you get that in the play-in round, yeah. It's it's like a bonus right there. So oh, that, that's another a big one. Yeah.
2: That's another team that would be better than the Jazz if Clay Thompson was healthy. To let Jace know.
1: Yeah, yeah, the probably would. Oh um, man, yeah, yeah, having that Clay Thompson back, another superstar for that roster. But yeah, so yeah, you know, that that would probably be fun if it
2: shakes out with the Lakers and Warriors being the seven eight. Uh, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. So yeah, it should should be really interesting to see what happens in the NBA. I mean, I mean, I, I'm 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 really looking forward to the playing tournament next week. So, so I mean, it's going to be a fun last week of the season, and the playing tournament should be great. And we'll definitely be talking about that next week. But we got Tim Tebow back in the NFL, and the NFL schedule is coming out tonight. But before that, we got a promo from Clovercrest Media. That is the posting up podcast every Tuesday and Saturday. Check that out, Jace, uh, Sean, Isaiah, and Lucas. Check them out every Tuesday and Saturday. Posting up podcast. You're going to want to hear them all the time for the next two months because they'll be talking the NBA playoffs. So make sure you check that out. Posting up podcast every Tuesday and Saturday here on uh, here on Clovercrest Media. So so uh, before we get to the NFL schedule, we have to talk about this. You know, Tim Tebow is back in the NFL. Uh, Playing for the Jags, the, the Jags are expected to sign him. Uh, he's playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and uh, for me, I don't love this move. I think this could be a move that could divide the locker room. I, I, I mean, I know the Jaguars tight tight end the Jaguars are very weak at tight end. They draft they they drafted the kid from Ohio State and James O'Shaughnessy was their best tight end last year. So the Jags are really weak at tight end. But Tim Tebow hasn't played in the NFL in almost. In nine, in, in, in nine years I mean, you, you, I don't think you could bring a guy that hasn't played in the NFL in nine years and bring and bring him in I, I to me that makes no no sense at all I, I think this is a bad move by urban Meyer just like bringing that college strength coach this here we go Tim Tebow needs to stay home <laughs> if he's if he's going to get run Frank's right about that you know <laughs> yeah this to me it's a bad move bad bad move for that for them and uh I, I, if I'm Jacksonville, I wouldn't have made this move. I think this move kind of divides the locker room. If, if they're going to see him playing poorly, they're going to think this is a publicity stunt and not really a move that, that that's really serious for them to be a contending team in 2021.
1: Yeah, I, I, it was a very interesting move. Um, I, I know Jacksonville hasn't been the most exciting place in the world. I know they just got Lawrence. They're trying to bring some excitement to Jacksonville here, but I don't – yeah, I'm with you. I don't know if Tebow's the, the answer here. I don't know what's you know I don't know why he doesn't like his SEC Nation gig on Saturdays. Uh, you know he you gotta think he's gonna make make couple a million dollars doing that or something. But um, I don't know. He wants to try to get back into this thing. I yeah, it's been a decade. He's never played tight end. He's what now? Like thirty three. I just I don't I don't really know. Um, and
2: Jason's got a comment. I think this is just a way for Tebow to get on Myers' coach. That's a good point. Good point. You know, Tim. I actually.
1: Yeah, because I did hear he is going to kind of mentor Trevor Lawrence. So, you know, if, if it doesn't work at tight end, maybe he becomes a QB coach if it, you know, ball, if it happens. So I, I could see that happening right there um, if, if he's mentoring Lawrence. But yeah, he, you know, is there really not any tight end in the league that you really can't find better than Tim Tebow right now?
2: I, I, know. I, just, I, I, know. I know. I know. I know. It's 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 just a move that to me just just makes no sense at all. It just makes no it makes no sense. Yes, if he would have done this uh, seven eight years ago, it could have it would have made total sense. He probably could have been a decent tight end of this league, but right now, no, it doesn't make sense to me at all.
1: No, me neither. I I just think it's Jacksonville trying to uh, get a primetime game because I don't remember the last time they've besides a Thursday night football. I don't remember the last time they've had a Monday or Sunday night game. So I think they're just trying to get on national TV here, but. Yeah, I, I just, I just don't get the move. I, I just, I don't, yeah, I, I understand the term, the Trevor Lawrence mentoring part. Um, You know, I think he could be a very good one for Trevor coming into this league, but other than that, I just, I just don't, I just don't see, just don't see this move really panning out. Uh,
2: no, no, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Now going to an AFC South team that made a move that made a move that, could make them Super Bowl contenders, and that's the that's the Colts going out and signing Eric Fisher. I know he's coming off an Achilles injury. We don't know if he's going to be healthy for week One. We don't even know if he's going to be ready, but this is – and Eric Fisher is not a great left tackle. He's a good left tackle. He's not a great left tackle, but this is a move with Costanza retiring. It definitely definitely makes the Colts – if he's healthy, the Colts probably have the top offensive line in the league, and it definitely makes him, I think, the best team in the AFC South, and I think it makes them Super Bowl contenders.
1: It, it can be. I think they're hoping. I when I was reading, it sounds like August they're hoping he can kind of come back and be at full strength. So be right kind of before everything you now the season gets underway. Um, but yeah, you know, number former number one pick. Yeah, he's been solid. He hasn't been great, but he's been a solid left tackle. And um, they quoted, you know, last few years they've really built this offensive line. And and I know their number one goal was to try to protect Carson Wentz and try to keep them healthy. So again, this move, move just, you know, helps that out. And yeah, I think at the moment, I think, yeah, they are, they are the favorite in that AFC South there now.
2: Oh, yeah. With, you know, Quentin on that offensive line, Quentin Nelson. Right. And, and the only big question mark with the Colts, Jay says, is Wentz. And I'm, and I'm, and I went, and I would say an edge rusher and a number one. And can Pittman emerge as a number one receiver? So there's three, three question marks for me. But yes, Wentz is, a, is this very, very, very big question mark. Can he be the guy who was in 2017 with the Eagles when he was in the MVP conversation? Or can he be, is he going to be the guy that, that he was last year with the Eagles? If he was the guy that he was in 2017, Colts are going to be right there with the Chiefs. If he was the guy that he was, this the last year for the Eagles, the Colts will be a seven eight uh, seven uh, eight seven eight win team. They, they'll they'll have to try to win despite the quarterback play. So, yeah, very good point by Jace. When's the mm-hmm. major question mark? Also, is is edge rusher is Quiddy pay? They're gonna are they gonna resign Justin Houston and uh, they, they did draft uh, quitty pay. So, are they gonna be able to get a, a good inti- uh, uh, uh get a good outside pass rush because they do have a good inside pass rush with uh DeForest Buckner. So, are they gonna get a good outside pass rush and uh. Can Pittman emerge as the number one? Those are the big question marks for the Colts, and if the, the, all those questions get answered, and, 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 they, and, and everything pans out, this team—I think this team can compete with the Chiefs. Because don't forget, 2018, they beat the Chiefs in their house with Patrick Mahomes, with yeah. Jacoby Brissett at quarterback.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know that defense has been really, really good. So, You know, it's it's totally it's up. Yeah, it's on Wentz. This whole this you know this team. Um, you know, your hope the whole was he kind of re, you need reunites here with his former OC Frank Wright and he kind of lights a spark and, and kind of you know helps once Went, career kind of come back to what it was in 2017 when, you know he looked like he was gonna be the MVP and you know unfortunately got hurt um but yeah if he if he can play solid enough look that division's not great none of those three teams that division are great either like the Texans defense, Awful. Oh, the Texans. Both
2: those defenses are terrible. Texans. You're not facing the Giants or or Washington's defense. The Texans and the the Texans and the uh, Jags defense are terrible. The Titans defense isn't even that good either. So yeah. yeah, So I think this Colts team. I I think. I think they're even before Fisher. I thought they were going to win the AFC South. I'm even more confident than winning the AFC South now.
1: Yeah, I think so. Because I think they're going to do a very good job of protecting once. I don't. You know. Again, last year he just had absolutely no blocking for him. Um, and I think it was like part of that, part of it was not his head last year, um, which is mentally for him. So yeah, if he can play well and just be somewhat decent, I, the Colts should be able to win this division by two or three games. I, I look I think the Titans are probably be a walker team, but they just they just don't have enough defense. So
2: absolutely really play with them. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So tonight the schedule comes out with all the with, with all the leaks. Though I think we're going to find out before eight o'clock what the, everyone's schedule is because there have been so many leaks out. Now, yeah. a surprise! An entire I'm not going to tell you who it is. an entire team has leaked out of the schedule. We're going yeah, to get to it. Yeah, I saw You just saw. Okay, we're, we're going to get to that. But uh, we're going to start with uh, we start with week one. And the best thing about waking up today is was waking up this morning was one thing. It what it was. It, it, it relates to the first game of the season.
1: Yes, I do. Yeah, CBS and then um, Fox News have like the Fox games.
2: Yeah, yeah. But but yeah. one thing I was so excited about though was waking up knowing the Cowboys are going to start zero one because <laughs> they're opening up the season playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they're not winning that game. Everyone knows that the Brady's not losing opening night to the Cowboys. They're going to win that game. Bucks are going to win that game by two scores. I'm so and I'm so happy that Dallas is going to start zero one. So I'm really happy about that. So that's that, that's the first game. That'll be the first that'll be the opening game of the season. The Cowboys travel down to Tampa Bay to face the to face the Buccaneers. Really excited the fact that you know Dallas will start all one, so I'm excited about that. And then we look at some of the other notable games from week one. You know, we got uh, the Bills and the Steelers and the, the, the one o'clock so we got the Bills and Steelers, we got the Cardinals and the and the and the Titans. We got you know Tyler Murray against Derrick Henry, got Sam Darnold facing his former teams. We got Sam Darnold and Zach Wilson going in, in week one. We got the Panthers and the Jets. We got Russell Wilson heading to Indianapolis to face the Colts. We got a battle of two good teams there, two potential Super Bowl contenders there. And now, and now we go to the four o'clock games, and 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 the, the four o'clock because there's two four o'clock games. Fox and CBS are both doing double header weeks. I think they do, they're going to do it twice this year, week one oh, and God. week 18. But they have two double header weeks. And the first, the first, the uh, double header week on on CBS, we, we know we know for sure, Nancy and Roma will be at this game, and that is the. Uh, browns and the the browns and the chiefs so the browns with their with their roster they really good roster go to kansas city where they were eliminated in the playoffs that'll be the week one 425 cbs game which with with nance and romo uh so so the, so the browns go to kansas city so that'll be a very interesting game there and then we have the b game on cbs and that'll be with your new england patriots uh face you'll probably get you'll probably get like uh, you'll probably get Kevin Harlan doing that game. Right. You'll get the, the you get the B you get the B game as the as the Dolphins travel up to New England to face the Patriots. So that should be an interesting game, Pat's that's, yeah. Pat's Finns. That's that's an interesting one. You probably wish you got the Fins later in the year, but mm. you got them Week One, so that'll be a very that'll be a very competitive, very interesting game in Week One. Cam, we'll see who starts Cam Newton or Mac Jones. It could be the two Alabama quarterbacks going up against each yeah. other, Mac Jones and Cam. Newton, no, Mac Jones and Tua, but more than likely, it's going uh, to be it's going to be it's going to be Alabama. Get the I oh, am yeah. oh yeah oh yeah Auburn, Alabama two uh, two in camp so yeah win-win yeah, there you got Auburn Alabama the two Alabama yeah. quarterbacks and then we got the the two Fox games at 425 and we don't know where Joe and Troyer go because if Aaron Rodgers gets traded to the Broncos and I think they did this on purpose they put they put the, they put the Broncos and Giants at 425 because if Aaron Rodgers gets goes gets traded to the Broncos, we know Joe, Joe and Troy will be there week one as the as the Broncos face the Giants, and then the Packers and Saints is another four twenty five game that that day as well. So, it, I, but I I know the schedule makers did that on purpose. They put they put the Broncos in the four twenty. They put us playing. They put the Giants and Broncos in the four twenty five spot because they have a feeling that Aaron Rodgers is going to get traded to the Broncos. But we'll get to that. Well, that'll be that'll be a story for the next couple weeks. But yeah, so that's why the Packers and the Broncos are in that 425 slot on Fox on, on in Week One. And in the Sunday night game, we got the Bears and Rams. I love to see it be Justin Fields against that Rams defense, but I got a feeling they're gonna they may take it slow and, and start Andy Dalton. But if they want any chance to win that game, you got to start Justin Fields against the Rams. I hope. And then uh, Monday Night Football, the Raiders' first game in Las Vegas with fans they, as they host Lamar Jackson and the Ravens.
1: Yeah, you know, so I, I'm actually very I actually don't mind that they're getting rid of the double on Monday night. I, no, no, that, that's really... a
2: great great move. Great move. Because yeah. no no nobody nobody watches that does anybody if you're if your team's not playing, do you watch that second Monday night game?
1: No, really? Raiders I may watch the halftime because usually the Raiders. Yeah. But like even my dad falls asleep at half like he doesn't even really you yeah. know, it's tough on the East Coast. You can't really watch the full entirety of that game. Um but yeah, so I'm excited there. I'm excited to kind of see the Raiders with fans. Um Sunday night game, you know, look, you know, with Peace and um with the, you know, you would think with this what their jobs on the line there, you would think you would put fields in there now. Um but you know, it'd be interesting. You know, um, Pats. It's very weird to have
2: the Pats kind of be the B game here at a four thirty game. It's Can weird, you? but when when you go seven and nine and miss the playoffs, yeah, now now you're now you're the B game. Sorry, you're the B game now. Yeah. You're, you you missed you go seven and nine, you missed the playoffs. You you know you don't you don't resign Tom Brady. You're now the B game. You know, I know. Uh, and and you're facing a team that hasn't won a playoff game. You're facing Frank's Miami Dolphins, who haven't won a playoff game in twenty years. You're, yeah. you're the B game. You got to live with it. Yeah. You know. Brown's got a great roster. They got, Chiefs got Mahomes. There, they're, yeah. Mahomes is getting Mahomes is getting Nance and Romo now. Nance and yeah. Romo are getting away from the Patriots until they start winning again.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I don't know. They actually, they don't play the Chiefs at all this year. I don't think either. So yeah. no, because <laughs> the Patriots came in third
2: game. and yeah. the Chiefs came in first, and, and the division <laughs> yeah. don't play each other. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> they play hard. it every year because they always came in first. Now the okay. Patriots came in third and the Chiefs came in first, so they're not going to. And the division don't play each other, so they're not going to play this year.
1: Yep, it's a the odd thing this year. So a little bit easier to schedule you, when we kind of look at it. But yeah, you know, so headed there. Um, you know, there's some good one. I'm excited. First play of the game. Sam Darnold. Do you think that Christian McCaffrey for an 85-yard screen touchdown? That'd
2: be that'd be that'd be, crazy. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. That'd be nice to see if that happened.
1: Yeah, that would. But um, so that that I'm excited for that one. Cleveland and KC. And <laughs> you know, Cleveland had the ball there late in the game with a chance to win. You now Cleveland Cleveland had them so. Um, I'm excited to see that one at 430. There's some good week one games. Usually sometimes there's only like one or two games you kind of get excited for. But there, there's a couple this year. I'm really, you know, week one there's some good games. And we're going to kind of find out a lot. Like even the Cowboys and Bucks, You know. Uh, uh, you well, know, I'm saying the storylines of, you know, how does Dak look in his first game? Oh, Dak, yeah. Okay.
2: Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. How yeah. Does,
1: you know, it's has Dallas defense improved at all? Have yeah, they gotten better?
2: Good point there. Good point.
1: Good point. You know, so that's I'm kind of the storyline. Yes, I think Tampa's probably gonna put a 40 on them, but you know, I think we're gonna kind of find out how this Cowboys seems any different from last year. You oh, yeah,
2: know, on yeah, the defense yeah. side of the like, ball. So. Like say if say if they're close, they if they lose like a 35 31 kind of game, then you're thinking, okay, the Cowboys could be could be a really good so team right, this year. Yeah. But like if they lose like thirty five to thirteen, then you're like Pretty much the same old Cowboys.
1: Yep. Yeah. Because, you know, that Tampa defense would be tough. So, you know, they they have a lot of offense, but. (laughs) Jesus, (laughs)
0: Jesus, come! <laughs> <laughs> I was playing Tampa's like I was like, playing the senator. <laughs> it's, it's a tune-up game. That's funny. That's funny. I like you him trying to say tell that to Jared. I like to hear what Jared's reaction would be if he, yeah. if he, if he told him that. Uh, Tampa's yeah. like the Senate Like clubs playing the senator. The tune-up game. That's a funny one. That's a funny <laughs> one. Yeah. It
1: is. Comes to tune-up game this year. It's uh, UConn. So. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah, so. Oh I mean, wow! 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 I mean, that's a 2 game. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's a good one, Jase. But uh. Yeah, you know, and, and De- look, Vegas may know something because I don't know if you saw the lines that came out like an hour before we started. Denver's a one-point favorite now at New York. Which you I know, think honestly, which
2: I think, with Drew Locke is ridiculous. I think that's absurd. With Drew Locke at the quarterback, I know Denver, you know, they'll have Von Miller back. They'll have Cortland Sutton back. They drafted Patrick Sertan. They got Kyle Fuller. But I think that's ridiculous that, we're not, that the Giants aren't a home favorite against the Broncos with Drew Locke at quarterback. I think that's a little bit absurd in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I, I think Vegas knows at some point they don't want to get absolutely destroyed on people betting this now. That Rodgers is probably going to be in Denver week one. I, I okay, think that yeah. Vegas kind of know, is kind yeah. of thinking he's going to be there. And then yeah, you know, like the first game without um Rogers, you know, how does if, if it if it if it does happen, you know, Jordan Love going up against James, you know going up probably against Jameis Winston, like two quarterbacks here that are kind of replacing legends and you know how you know how does it go for both those teams so yeah there's you know there's a lot of interesting storylines here week one which you usually don't have and and, you know like I'm really excited for obviously I'm excited for football to happen but there's extra excitement I think with all the storylines
2: yeah and I think they've worked it out like with Darnold playing playing his old team with the Jets with with uh we, yeah with the cowboys playing the box i think with yeah with all the the interesting storylines i think and, and with the browns going back to kansas city i think they they set it up this way to, and they sometimes set it up this way in week one but they set it up this way to get people really excited i think
1: yeah and, you know i know they they kind of had it you know this morning kind of releasing it on good morning america and fox with friends or something i think it was called like yeah like they're really trying to hype up the schedule, which I think they're doing a really good job with. They're doing a
2: great job of it, great job of
1: it. Yeah, you know, and I know the NFL takes every advantage can, and They definitely done it here. And, yeah, when the week one schedule came out, it, you know, it's, it, yeah, there's a ton of storylines. And obviously you're always excited for football in week one, but I I do feel like there's more excitement for me after kind of seeing the schedule this morning that, um, with all the storylines. Because it seems like every game
2: has somewhat of like an intriguing storyline. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. 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 So we're going to go to some of our not- notable games uh, that aren't that aren't from Week One that that, that were that were released. And uh, obviously, the first one is the Pats and the, and the 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 Bucks and the Pats. We'll reveal it Sunday night, October third, in Foxborough. And let me tell you something: that state every single Patriot fan should be cheering uh, Tom Brady. If there's a Patriot fan that's booing Tom Brady, I have no respect for that fan at all at all there should be no Patriot fans booing Tom Brady every Patriot fan should be cheering for Tom Brady on October 3rd there's no excuse for any Patriot fan to be booing Tom to be booing Tom there's no excuse for any Patriot fan not to be cheering Tom Brady on on October 3rd every Patriot fan's got to be cheering him I could see maybe booing Gronk because he took that year off but Brady no way no, nope, no way.
1: I don't. I think you're a and You boo. You should be kicked out of Gillette Stadium for life. You should be banned. <laughs> I know people were burning his jersey the night they lost the Titans in that playoff game. There were people in the parking lot I saw burning his jersey already. Wow, so those wow, wow, fans, wow. I hope, are not welcomed in. I'm no, 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 no. They,
2: they, 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 there, there should be no booing of Tom Brady. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous if they do that. Yeah. So we look at uh, the other notable games. Thanksgiving Day games. You got the Bears and the Lions. I mean, that, I mean, Justin Fields mm-hmm. playing against the on Thanksgiving. Raiders Cowboys. a Typical mm-hmm. Cowboy. Probably a Cowboy win on Thanksgiving. I mean, probably a Cowboys win. And then you got the uh, Bills and the Saints, which is inter- I think it's the most interesting game on th- interesting game. You got the Saints roster against Josh Allen. I think that's the most interesting game on Thanksgiving. And usually that's the game you fall asleep after. We didn't mm-hmm. have that that game this year due to COVID, but that's usually the game you fall asleep. After I think that this is that's the game you gotta stay awake for this year, that Bill Saints game.
1: Yeah, totally. You know, uh Thanksgiving, yeah, feels it's playing, brings a little bit more intriguing to that that game, but it Dallas, it seems like the like the last three times Dallas has played Big it played the Raiders, it's been Thanksgiving, feels like so. Um, you know, be a little interesting Thanksgiving dinner during during the Raider game. But um, yeah, you know, Bill Saints should be an exciting one. There's, and don't forget the egg bowl that Mike Leach versus Lane Kiffin that night as well. So you know uh, I'll have to uh, TV. Of time. course,
0: of course, you'll be watching the egg bowl. You'll be watching, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mike Leach against <laughs> Lane Towns. Kiffin. That that's gonna be <laughs> interesting. Those two, those two
2: going at oh, it. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. So did they play you know, last year
2: out. or with was was the first time?
1: did. No, they did, but it wasn't the weekend. It was like middle October, maybe. Oh, they the egg- early, I think. But oh yeah, we Mike, Le- that'll
0: be interesting. Mike Leach and yeah. a Lane Kiffin going at it in the egg bowl. That, that'll that'll yeah, be an interesting.
1: interesting coaching matchup. Oh, yeah, two definitely. Of but, um, so, yeah, I'll have two games on that night. But, uh, yeah, usually I do fall asleep. But, yeah, you know, I think Bill Saints is very – you know, we'll, we'll know by then of how Jameis Winston looks, you know, being in a Saints uniform. Definitely two teams that I, they should be battling for for a playoff spot. You know, Bill's probably – you know, AFC East. Saints probably not going to win the South, but will definitely be in the wild card hunt. I think they still will make a wild card without Drew Brees. That roster is good enough. So, yeah, you know, it's always that third game that's usually the one that is very exciting on Thanksgiving.
2: Yeah, yeah, it usually, it usually isn't the most exciting game, but th- this year I think it's going to be really exciting.
1: Yeah, it should be. I think it's going to be a uh, – could be it could, could be a shootout with those two.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. So, and then Christmas Day we've got the Browns playing the Packers. So, you never know. It could be the Browns against Aaron Rodgers. We don't know what's going to happen there.
1: Yeah, that would be a fun one if it's Packers if, – if they do have Rodgers um, – Definitely, that that will be another fun one. Even with Jordan Love, I again, I think the Packers' roster is good enough that it will still be a good game. Um, you know, it, it's it's crazy. Cleveland's got all of these big games now, but they they they're a good team now. You know, they they figured it out. So that'll be another two teams that are kind of going down the stretch run here, looking for the playoffs. So it's
2: another really interesting game. Absolutely, absolutely. Now we got breaking news. The New England, pa- thanks to uh, uh, at my sports update on Twitter, the New England Patriots schedule has been released, and I'm going to reveal it right now for everyone. Week one, we know they host the Miami Dolphins. I don't have times; I just have opponents. Week one, they host the oh, Miami Dolphins. You, you have times?
1: Yes, I actually yes. Are you? you have um, times? Yeah, I have times. Um, this one's from where I got it. I got it from um,
2: Dob Kilman. Oh yeah, I think I think I just found. I think I might have found another one uh, with with the. Uh, let me see if I found another one with times. I think I, I think I found another one with times. But uh, yeah, open. We know what the opener is against. Uh, is against uh, Miami against the Dolphins. Week two will be uh, a one o'clock game against the uh, against the Jets. Week two against the Jets, one o'clock. Week three, and that's at the Jets at MetLife Stadium. Yep. Week three, they will be hosting the New Orleans Saints. In a in a in a in a, in a uh, one o'clock game, and obviously everyone knows about week four. Week four is the game Sunday Night Football against the Buccaneers. Week five, they'll be traveling to Houston for a one o'clock game against the Texans. Uh, week six, uh, and of course they put this game at you know four twenty five because it's going to get a bunch of ratings. I mean, neither team is a great is a great team, but you know they're going to obviously going to put it at four twenty five. Four twenty-five. Actually, it's a CBS game, so it'll be so it'll probably be Nance and Roma. Romo. Could be, be the one time you get Long Nance Roma yep. Romo all year. It'll be it'll be the Cowboys Edgy, traveling wait, wait. to Foxborough to play the Patriots. Uh, week uh, weeks seven. Se- seven is uh, week seven. Yep. They host the Jets at one o'clock. Week eight, they will head to uh, Los Angeles to face Justin Herbert and the Chargers. So that'll be an interesting game. Seeing them face Justin Herbert, we'll the Chargers. Last year, uh, that that's on Halloween. Uh, week nine, they will be heading to Carolina. We don't know if Cam's. We don't know if Cam's going to be the starter, but that would be Cam Newton's return to Carolina. Uh, week week ten, the uh, the Browns head into Foxborough that week. So the Browns will play the Patriots that week. Baker Mayfield comes comes to town. Uh, week eleven. They Thursday night football, they go down to Atlanta to face the Falcons. Uh week twelve, they will host the Tennessee Titans. Week 13, they got Monday night football in Buffalo. Week week uh we they got by week 14. It's a late buy. Really late bye. Yeah, very late buy. That worries me. That's why that that's why that, you know, ten th- th- that Buffalo game could be trouble because you're playing 13 weeks in a row. Uh week Week fifteen, they head to Indianapolis. TBD. It could be a Saturday game or a Sunday game. Uh, week sixteen, funny. There's after Christmas. There's going to be three weeks left in the season. That's crazy to think wow. of. Yeah, it's crazy to think of. Week sixteen, they will host the Buffalo Bills in a one o'clock game. Uh, week week seventeen, uh, they'll they will uh, host Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And they will wrap up the season in Miami to face the Dolphins.
1: Uh, I don't really want to go Miami for playoff spots on the
2: line there, I mean, <laughs> especially especially the way you guys play in Miami. Even back nah. in the Brady days, you guys were terrible in Miami. You guys no. were not good in Miami.
1: No, no. The one time I remember we actually beat up Miami was uh, two years ago. The one game we had Tony O'Brien, we won forty-two like three or whatever. Only time I feel like we played well in Miami. Um, but yeah, you know, um, looking at the schedule. I do think the sinking won nine to 10 games. I really do. I'm like, it's, it's favorable. Look, I don't know if we're going to be able to beat the Bill. You know, the week 14 bye really worries me because yeah. when you get past, like, that worries me a lot. I think if we don't
2: get week one, we will get the Bama Bama. Well, yeah, I think we'll definitely get the Bama yeah. Bama quarterback matchup in week 18. I think, Chase, oh, yeah. that'll probably definitely happen. Yeah,
1: with the playoff spot on the line, maybe. You know, that oh, yeah. it could be a fun one. Um, but actually, because I didn't talk about before the Tom Brady return. I was, but, um, yeah, you know, I'm with you. I don't think Brady should be booed. I, I think you should be banned that night. Gronk, I could see it the way he kind of left. But, look, you know, again, you can kind of look at what Brady, you know, Brady could have kind of cried his way out of town the last few years if he really knew he didn't want to be here. But he didn't. He played through it. He played through his contract, which is all you could ask for. You know he he you know he kept everything out of the drama. You know he he didn't do any of that. So again, I I, I will never boo Brady. I, again, I'm I'm happy he's having success in Tampa. Success in Tampa. Look, I love him being New England still. So it, it's it's a it's a game I really want to go to. I just I I can't imagine the ticket prices. Oh night. god, so oh I, god!
2: I, I, It'd probably I, be like five hundred just to sit in the in the upper deck. sit in the top in the top at the top of the stadium.
1: Yeah, and at that point, I'd probably just rather watch it on TV. So. <laughs> you get a good view of Tom Brady. Um, but yeah, I, I you know, so but look, it's it's you know, it's a schedule again. Houston's always kind of been a thorn our side when we go there. That's another team I would yeah, but you be could be fe- fe-
2: you could potentially facing Tyrod Taylor or Davis Mills. Yeah. I mean, Deshaun Watson yeah. might not even play that game.
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm hoping we can knock them off this year, but um again, like you kind of I look at schedule, I, I think they could win nine to ten games. I really do. They had you know, look, you know, they had Herbert. All messed up and confused, but again, I think part of that was Anthony Lynn's game plan coming into the game. So I don't, I don't think they're gonna beat him forty-two nothing this year. Um, Jacksonville at home. I forgot we were playing Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence, Bill Belichick, with all the ex- success he's had against rookie quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence. You know, every you know, obviously we haven't seen him play an NFL game yet. But again, everyone said he's, you know, one of the best QB prospects of all time coming the draft. How does he, you know, how does he do the first time he gets to meet Bill Belichick's defense? So. It'll be, you know, it's definitely kind of a favorable it, it's weird that we're not facing some of the top tier teams this year. It really is a different feel, but um it, it's crazy too. Only two four thirty games. We have one Monday and one Sunday night game, like you know, it, it, it's really weird, but um yeah, I, I you know I, I do think it's a team that they you know they have a um they have a favorable chance that bye just really scared me week fourteen.
2: Yeah, I'll go through the schedule and and we'll, we'll do that. We'll, we'll, we'll do next week is we'll go through the Giants and Pat schedules. We'll do our win loss for each team. So I'll go, I'll go through it next week and make a judgment on how I think the Patriots are going to do because uh, I've, I've only seen it once. So I, I want to go through it and just see how the Patriots are going to do. So it'll be interesting though to see how they do. I mean, I, I, but I thought maybe around nine. I, I said nine, nine, eight, ten, and seven. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah, I, I'm right around there with you. Eight,
1: nine, ten, maybe. Yeah. You know, but. Yeah, it, it you know they should be better. It just I just you know, I just don't really know with all these offensive upgrades, well with the somewhat upgrades, I know it's still not great. You know, how does it go? So it's like for me, I'm still kinda again, it depends on Cam and Matt Jones and the switch. So I, I could see it possibly. I think the schedule kinda um you know, opponents
2: wise favors are up well for him. Yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens there. But but the Giants, they had they had some leaks, too, on their schedule. We'll get, we're will get we going to get to those. And obviously, we know about week one, 425 against Denver. I, I don't know times for the Giants yet. I just know opponents for some of these leaks. Week two, I heard Thursday night football. And this isn't – outside of the Broncos, this isn't official. But week two, I heard uh, Thursday night football at Washington. And then the rest of the home schedule. Week three against the Falcons. Week six against the Rams. Week seven against the Panthers. Week nine against the Raiders week 12 against the Eagles, week 15 against the Cowboys and they wrap up against Washington in a in in, in a week 18. So and, and I'm hearing that Tampa and Kansas City are going to be primetime games. And all all those games are going to be brutal games for the Giants. So mm-hmm. their games on the road against obviously the the, the games are on the road against the uh the those are two road games. So the rest of the road games so the, so the six road games against the three NFC East teams, the road games against the Saints and the uh the Saints, the road game against the Bears, and the road game against the Dolphins, the road game against and the uh uh the the Chargers and the uh and the Chargers we don't know yet. So six of the games we don't know yet. Ten we know ten. According to if this uh Daily News report is accurate, we would know we know where ten of the games are right now.
1: Yeah, um for the Giants, it's a nice home schedule. Um you know it's definitely a team this year that again, they're right there to win the NFC title. Um, or I mean, to win the NFC East, you know, I, not the title yet in the NFC, but again, they're starting to get there. But, um, you know, again, if it's, you know, week one, Denver, that's a very interesting matchup. Cause you got Bob Miller coming back again, who knows who's playing quarterback for the Broncos at the moment, Drew locker Aaron Rodgers? you get Saquon Barkley back in action, you know, for the first time, um, Kenny Galladay playing. So, uh you know, first time you get to see all the giant weapons out there or new additions, you get Barkley back. So, um, you know, it should be interesting again, the giants, you know, the KC, the KC Tampa game, again, your defense could keep you guys in game. So that I'll be interested when you guys play KC, if, you know, how, how can you guys slow? Because you guys have the secondary to, to slow them down? Do you guys have the pass rush to get after Mahomes? I, I think, you know, could be the tough part of, Trying to slow down that offense.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's gonna. It's tough to tell. It's tough to predict like what's gonna happen uh, this early in the season. But I always do like to do the win loss thing. I'm thinking I've I've went through with the Giants right now. I'm saying nine and eight. I know that does not make Jace happy. Jace wishes I said you know twelve and five or eleven and six. But realistically, I'm gonna say nine and eight. Looking through the schedule, right?
1: seventeen and zero.
2: <laughs> and you know on John though that Jace will pick the Giants all seventeen times. It yeah. doesn't matter if they're playing the Buccaneers. It doesn't matter if they're playing the Bucks and the Chiefs on the road. Jace will pick the Giants every time. Jace, the team has went six and ten and has went four and twelve. So they have had a combined record of ten and twenty two <laughs> the last two years. But Jace Garcia <laughs> has picked the Giants every single time. Every time.
1: Yeah. Hey, the confident fan. You know what can you say? He's a confident fan.
2: Yes.
1: Yes. yes. Hey, I, uh, I. I think the Giants this year could get nine, eight, ten, seven. I. I think. It, I. I think possible again. Yeah, it's really – Literally, I think the schedule is four months. I think it's four months from today is actually week one. And I think it's September twelfth. So it's, oh, wow. it's actually yeah, oh, wow, four months. Yeah. From today, so. Wow. We're like a four you know, we, we still have like a third of the you know third of the year here to wait. So yeah, so much can happen between now and then. So um yeah, you know, with the NFC issue, you, you know, again, it's it's wide open, you know, it, it really is between them and watching Dallas. So they you know, I, I could see, yeah, nine to ten, nine or ten wins, and that could be, that could get them that division again this year.
2: Oh yeah, I think I think it's a and with the 17th game, I thought it was like maybe a nine-win division with 16, but with 17, I think it's a, I think it's a, yeah nine ten wins wins this division and anybody could win it. I even the Eagles anybody could win this division. So it's a, it's a it's a nine. I think it's going to take I think it's going to be nine or ten wins the team that wins the NFCs because there's if assuming Aaron Rodgers is still in Green Bay, there's no Packers, there's no Buccaneers, there's no and there's and it's not as brutal. It's not and it's not the NFC West. So oh yeah, it's it's the it's the worst division in the NFC. So not, I wouldn't be surprised if a team. Uh, with nine or ten wins, wins the division.
1: Absolutely. You know, all those teams are kind of somewhat rebuilding. Like, the Giants are starting to get past that step. And, and yeah, you know, with that yeah, with that division, it, it's very easily, yeah, you can win nine, ten games. You do not have that, yeah, that Tampa you're saying, Green Bay with the Rodgers. And, yeah, you don't have to go through the NFC West, which is a gauntlet. So, yeah, it, it's favorable if you can win eight or nine games.
2: You, you sh- should have a good chance to win that division. Absolutely. 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 So to wrap up, we're going to go over our top five games that we want to see this year. And my top five are uh, Packers at the Chiefs. You got Mahomes and Rodgers, Buffalo and Tampa Bay, because that could be a potential Super Bowl matchup. And I heard a leak that might be a week 14 game between those okay. two teams. So with 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 a Josh Allen and Tom Brady. Uh, number three, I'm going to go with the Buccaneers and the Rams. You got my. This is probably going to be my prediction for the NFC Championship game. You got Matthew Stafford with the Rams, and you got Tom Brady going to LA to, 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 to play the Rams. The fourth is an obvious one. You know, Brady going to play the Patriots. Obviously, you all, you definitely, everybody's going to want to see that game. It's not my number one because it's an interconference game, and I think the Buccaneers win the game. But. I think everybody's going to want to see that game. Brady go up against the Patriots for for the 20 years he's been in Foxborough. Even even it's even better that's in Foxborough because he's going yeah. back to Foxborough. And then the uh, the last game and is that Giants Eagles whatever the first game is Giants Eagles seeing what the Eagles did last year t- intentionally losing a football game so the Giants wouldn't make the playoffs. It's gonna it's gonna be personal. That game's gonna be personal. Joe Judge wants to see the Eagles. He wants oh. to beat the Eagles in that first game. I know we shouldn't be making excuses because if Evan Ingram catches that ball in Philadelphia, they're in the playoffs. But let me tell you something. Joe Judge wants to beat the Eagles. So, so I'm, I'm excited yeah, for the Giants and Eagles playing that first game. I'm really excited for that one.
1: Yeah, it, either it, that and they probably stole Devontae Smith from you guys too. They, they I, oh, yeah, of course they too. did.
2: Of course they did. So, and they purposely did that too. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. That, I forgot about that. That should be a fun one. I'm actually very that, – that, I, I didn't even think about that one, but – my top five, obviously, number one at New England versus Tampa Bay. I think, yeah. Of Tampa a Patriots fan, yes. Yeah. Look, I, I think Tampa Bay is going to beat them, but you know, if Bill Belichick is going to have them ready to play. You know, that team's going to play, get, you know, come out and, and play well too that night. You know? Oh, yeah. Yes, They'd love yeah. to knock off Tom Brady in this homecoming. So yes, yes. that's for me, number one. Number two, I'll, hopefully, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay jersey when they face against Patrick Mahomes. Look, we probably got robbed of that, that 2 bowl game last year. You know,
2: and, we, and, we, and we got and robbed. Yeah. And we got yeah. robbed, and we got robbed of that game in uh, the, the year before too. So we keep getting robbed yeah. of that matchup.
1: Yeah. So it, it sounds like right now we may get robbed of it a third time. But well, actually, if he goes to Denver, we had it twice a year. So um, you know, possibly could see it twice a year. Um, but yeah, right now Green Bay, KC. Uh, that that would be an absolute shootout. That'd be fun to watch. I have number three, the rematch of the AFC title game from last year. Um, I, I think Buffalo's improved a bit. Um, I think it's going to be a better game. I think it's another shootout. I, I think Buffalo can keep it close than they did last time. I, I'm looking forward to seeing that game again. Again, I think that could be a robbery here. That turns in like the Patriots cold it's every year. Those two teams seem like they're facing off in the AFC title game while those two quarterbacks are there. Um, number four for me is Buffalo versus Tampa Bay. Brady has had a ton of success against the Buffalo Bills. I think he's lost like four times in 20 years or something, you know, he's like 42 and 40 or 42 and four. He's been great. The Bills now are a good team. Can, can the bills finally knock off Tom Brady? That, that should be another shootout. And number five, I'm looking forward to Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Look, this is, so this is always, you know, it's, it's been a division rival The Browns are finally something. Again, the Browns blew them out in that, um, in the, in the super wild card weekend, you know, Pittsburgh's angry about that ready to go again, that, that, you know, um, those two matchups should be a really, really fun one to watch. It's good to see those two teams playing well and kind of, you know, spark that rivalry again. So I'm excited to watch those two games this year.
2: Yeah, it should, it should be interesting. 8 o'clock tonight, the NFL schedule gets released. So it's always one of my favorite days of the year when the schedule gets released. You can plan out your fall. It's always I always love when the NFL schedule gets released. So 8 o'clock tonight, it'll be official. The schedule for the entire league gets released. But we got COVID issues in Major League Baseball, and the Red Sox continue to stay hot. But before that, we got a promo from Clover Press Media.
1: Looking for a casual baseball podcast to listen to? Well, Baseball with the Bard, presented by Clovercrest Media, has just what you're looking for. Tyler Bard and Noah Cross cover a wide range of happenings in the MLB and then dive into a deep focus on the Red Sox and Yankees. Join us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for your weekly dose of Baseball with the Bard.
2: Thank you, Tyler and Noah. That is Baseball with the Bard every Sunday at 11 o'clock, so make sure you check that out. But we get still we still got covid issues in major league baseball uh Fernando Tatís uh, tested positive for covid-19 uh, y- y- uh yesterday and uh this just just tells everyone that this virus is still is still uh, it's still out there it's still out there we have not beaten the pandemic yet it is still out there and you can still get this and now Tatís is going to be out going to be placed on the IL again i think he's going to be out for at least a couple weeks uh for the Padres
1: Yeah now i heard too it sounds like he was vaccinated too so Um, you know, and I know even with the vaccine, you're still not 100% immune from it. I think it's like 95. So, you know, it's still that chance. But yeah, you know, obviously it's still here. Um, it really hasn't wreaked havoc lately, but yeah, you know, um, you know, kind of losing Tatis here. Um, it's been a Padres team that's really struggled outside the Dodgers. So yeah, hopefully he can count back to Sounds like he's asymptomatic, which is great to hear. So um yeah we'll be and get back as
2: soon as possible and as you said you know when you when you're vaccinated you're not immune to the virus and that, that the same thing happened to Yankee coaches Phil Nevin and uh, uh Reggie uh, I think it's their first their first Reggie base is. coach Reggie Willis both tested positive for COVID-19 so it just shows you even though you're vaccinated you still got to wear your mask you still got to be careful it does not mean you're not immune to the virus
1: yeah, you know, it doesn't. And, you know, the Yankees were one of those teams that were 85% vaccinated. So, you know, lately they haven't wore their mask and any of that. You know, they don't – you know, they kind of have the guidelines. But, you know, you saw everybody yesterday with the mask on, which, you know, you got to do. Yeah, you know, it's it's unfortunate. We all want this to end. But it still so it does still show that, um you know, we still got a little ways to go here to, you know, we can – Kind of get the back to normal life You know it, but yeah, we're, we're getting close and sounds like Willis and um Willison um what um, and, and Nevin are both asymptomatic as well, so which is good to know.
2: All right, we got break we got breaking news I saw in a comment. I don't know if this is true or not. Rusty Harden expects criminal indictment of Desha- Sean Watson in following weeks as he's hired Alan in, um Dershowitz. Druschewitz and, and and uh, and Jose Baez, who defended Casey Anthony as as uh, as his attorney, uh, we'll see what happens there. We'll, we'll obviously get to that in a couple in a, if, when it comes in a couple weeks, but we'll see what ends up happening there. But uh, s- s- circling back to baseball, we'll, we'll get to the Yankees, and the Yankees have been red hot recently. They've been they've been red hot. They swept. They 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 they, uh, they won two out of three over the Nationals. They uh they won two or two out of three over the Astros. Uh, j- just really the one concern with the Yankees has, I think in some of these games, uh, especially the Astros game, especially the game against the uh Nash, the two games against the Nash, two of the games against the Nationals. I think they really miss Zach Britain now because their bullpen has not been as good. They gave up the lead against the, uh, against, the you know, lead against the Astros. They had a lead after seven innings against the Astros. They had a two 0 lead, gave up a home run to uh. To Schwarber in the game on Sundays. and then they they were it was three three in the eighth inning, and they gave up, gave up a ton of runs in in the eighth inning on uh, on Friday night. So the bullpen has been a little bit of a concern, but John Carl Stan has been red hot. He's been hitting the ball well, and the pitching has been better. Kluber, Herman, uh, Cole obviously has been great, and even Montgomery was good last night. So the starting pitching has stepped up. Bats are are, are up and down. Bullpen yeah. has not been as good, but the pitching, starting pitching, has been really good uh right has been really good right now for the Yankees.
1: Yeah, it has been. You know, Herman since coming back up from the um, alternate site, that changeup has been really, really working for him. Um he, he's been pitching really well. Montgomery, yeah, looked good last night. Um you know gave up the big home um to Mike Zadino. But other than that, yeah, you know, this this rotation, Kluber that circle weeks ago at the Tigers. He he looked like, you know, himself in five years ago as a Cy Young winner. So, you know, yeah, the bats have kind of stalled here. The pitching's been good, and it's one of those things, like, at some point you expect the bats to kind of wake up here, you know, and at some point, too, you kind of got to expect the the staff, you know, because I worry about Tyone and, like, a Kluber and Herman, where they didn't pitch all of last year, and Tyone really isn't – or Kluber hasn't pitched in two years. It's one of those things where they get – when they get to that 100-pitching mark here – you know, do they hit the wall and, and do they start struggling? So, um, you know, you kind of hope for this staff to keep going as good as it can right now, but, uh, you know, it's been nice. And then, look, in that bullpen too, yeah, Lucas Licky has really been solid. He, he's turned into a weapon right now. Um, he's a guy that even Boone's kind of turned to in a big moment, moment and, and – He's pitched well, you know, yeah, and hopefully Brant comes back. It sounds like maybe around Memorial Day, so another couple of weeks until he comes back. But, look, you know, and then with Stan, it, it's been great, you know, whatever he – again, because and, – and this is the thing about the strikeouts, too, which, you know, drives me crazy. Um, he hits the ball so hard that even if it's a ground ball and you just put it in play, you see that most of the time the fielders have trouble – Fielding it because it's hit so hard. And, you know, that's the thing. Like they bobble it and they rush a throw and he gets on. Like, you know, that's another thing. So, yeah, it, Stan's been on fire. Hopefully, Judge can get it going. Um, I'd like his, his pitch to hit at bat on Sunday. You know, didn't chase, got a walk which I'm fine with John Finewood. So, yeah, hopefully, at some point, the bats start to heat up. Gary Sanchez last night when that home run, he took away that giant lay kick. I'm happy he's he does. I when uh, guys have that giant. Yeah, lay kick.
2: yesterday was a it was probably a game Joe Aguirre loved because Gary Sanchez had the home run and then he made the he threw Austin Meadows out and threw Austin Meadows out going to second base. So that was yeah. been a game that Joe Aguirre really really liked.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. You know, look Gary too called the time he's getting quick pitch. Next one takes puts him in, takes into the seat so. I'm hoping he gets rid of that late kick because I, I hate when guys have it that big or that, that big of a late kick. So hopefully that can spark Sanchez here. You know, I, I'm cheering for the guy, but he's got to get it going at some point and hopefully that was a one.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And we look at things that uh, had for the Yankees. Uh, they, they got, uh, they, they got the race tonight with Garrett Cole pitching uh, against, against McHugh you got Tyone going against Hill. You got, and then you got the three game series against the Orioles. You got Kluber. You got Hermon. you got Montgomery. I think I think the Yankees out of these out of these five games, I think they I think they go four and one. They, they
1: should, but the Rays don't worry me. I think they should be able to get tonight, but at some point, you have to um it's a rating team that has absolutely stepped on you the last year and a half. Like you, you gotta at some point try to fight to get up. Last night's a good start. Now you got cold tonight. Um again, yeah, I feel good. They should be able to beat McHugh, but yeah, you know, you got raised and then you got the O's again. You know, they should be able to sweep the O's. They they really should. Um, and you know, talking about the O's, actually, Matt Harvey got rocked today. Unfortunately, wow. and his a- return to City Field. Yep, yeah, 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 return. So, um, look, hey, they they should they should sweep the Orioles. So yeah, this road trip, you know, and then Texas next week. Like, you know, you can get by this series and at least win this series. You should really feel confident going to Baltimore and Texas. Those are two teams that are really not playing well right now.
2: Oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I think those are those. This is where this team continues to to, to get more wins and, and and get get closer to the Red Sox. Because the Red Sox they got a series with the A's, and we'll get we'll get to them. But they got a series with the A's, so just keep winning those games and keep getting closer to the Red Sox.
1: Definitely, you know, yeah, the Red Sox schedule I know we're talking about in a minute, but it's starting to uh it's starting to get tougher. So yeah, this is your time right here to take advantage of that and make up some games here
2: absolutely 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 and now getting to the red sox red sox right now 22 and 15 they've lost two in a row uh maybe coming down to earth a little bit but you know we said that last week and then they won then they beat the they won they won they, won, they swept the orioles you know just with you they won three out of four of the orioles and then they beat the tie and they beat the tigers so they won four in a row so i still think this red Sox team as i've said I think their offense is good. I think they got a good, a pretty good bullpen with Matt Barnes. I just think the pitching is going to be the question mark. Is it going to be able to hold up? And and and, and even the lineup—our guys outside of the, the big, the big three hitters—Bogarts, Devers, and Benintendi—are they going to hold up?
1: Yeah, that's the thing. You know, they're worried about E. right now. His command. Um, you know, again, he's going tonight. We'll see. But yeah, it's the pitching. Pavetta again pitched well the other night. Um, it's yeah, this lot. You know. The starting rotation's been good, you know. Um, I think they're, you know, I think they're second right now in the A.O. owned by the A's for, like, you know, combined um, innings from their starting pitching. So, yeah, it, it, they, they've they done well. Of all these – no, it's e going tonight. Evaldi went last night in the loss. But, yeah, if they keep kind of getting solid pitching from them, you know, they should be able to kind of keep competing in this in this – in this division for a playoff spot. Um, you know, it's the bullpen. They don't really have a, you know, Josh Taylor and Darwin's Hernandez. they're two lefties. They, they can't trust in a big moment right now. And Darwinson blew blue at last night. Taylor wasn't great. Hasn't been great all year. They put him in a big spot. Um, well, I think it was Sunday afternoon. They still won the game Sunday, but I think he came in, gave up a run or two, but they kind of, they, they hung on for the
2: win. Yeah, so so we'll see what ends up happening there. This week they got they got Oakland. I think they I think Oakland wins two out of three against them because they won last night. And then they got the they got the Angels for a three game series. And I think they take two I think they got Pavetta going on uh on Friday. I think they win that game. They got uh Perez going on uh Saturday. I think they'll lose that one. I think with Evaldi pitching on Sunday, I think they win that one. So I think they took take two out of three over the Angels. So I think in their next uh their next I think they go uh Three and two in their next five.
1: Yeah, I, I I totally see that. I can see that happening. You know, again, right now the A's Red Sox have the two best records in all baseball. Uh, yeah, I, I think they kind of. I think they do bounce back, bounce back tonight because they do have a. Um, the A's have former Yankee first rounder James Kapralarian. I think he. I wow. pronounced. He's making a debut. Um. So again, I, I think they should be able to knock them off tonight. Um, I do see with Manaya going tomorrow night, I, I think they should be able to knock them off and with the angels. Yeah. I think they should be able to win, um, you know, at least two out of three there. So yeah, I, I think, you know, um, again, three, you know, three and two home stand, or, you know, or, um, two or actually, no, I have them winning. Yeah. No, going three and three. Yeah. or three and two against yeah. during going three and two in these next five. I, I do have them. Um, I think they'll lose. I think, yeah, they'll beat the a- or
2: The A's will win two out of three, and I think they knock off the Angels and get two out of three there. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So before we wrap up baseball, I wanted to ask you this. With, you know, the no-hitter, we had two of them no-hitters last week. We had John Means of the Orioles, and we had uh, Wade Miley of the Reds. One, you're not really surprised to, because John Means is really, is really well, it's becoming one of the top pitchers in the game. Uh, Wade Miley, he's kind of always been an average pitcher in the league, so I'm a little bit surprised at that. Why are we having so many no-hitters? So far, we already have four.
1: Yeah, yeah, which is insane. But I, I think it's a lot to do with these home run, you know, with the approaches. You know, guys don't really care to, you know, about striking out. You know, and the walk rates and hit by pitches are way up. So I, I think you know, guys aren't afraid to kind of dive into pitches if it's close. Um, so I think that's a big reason why guys aren't trying to get base hits anymore. It's about the it's about the home run ball and it get if you can keep it in the park. Yeah, you, you know, you, ha- you have a good chance to win that game. Um, that's kind of been the, – look, there's been um, – there's been 32 no-hitters since our last perfect game at Felix Hernandez um, back, you know, eight years ago. There's been over 300 no-hitters, at, you know, 23 perfect games. But, yeah, the no-hitters are becoming a weekly thing, which – look, I, I no-hitters are always a cool thing. You know, I always will turn on at the eighth, ninth inning – you know, seventh, eighth, it, it, or use the eighth inning when I, when there's an old hitter and I'll watch to see if the guy gets it or not. Cause it, it's still a cool thing to see, but yeah, it's, it's becoming one of those things. And look at the Indians. They've been, they, they were no hit tw- twice in 18 days. I, I think it's like they're, they're the first team since like 1903 or something to have that happen. I think it was like the Cubs back in 1903. I believe I read. Wow. So Yeah. It's, it's just, I, I think with the strikeouts, guys just want to always hit home runs i just think that's part of the issue The you know, batting average is it's like it hasn't been you know the average is like um been since like the first year since it's been so bad like since like the 60s or 50s it's
2: that's the way baseball we, is now the, yeah. they 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 feel analytics feel that a, if you strike out with like if you strike out with no one on it's the same thing as hitting as grounding out or flying out they don't care about the out they don't care. Still an out. A strikeout is still an out to them. So they don't care. When I played baseball, if you struck out, that was bad. You'd rather, yeah. even if there was nobody on base, you'd rather make contact than strike out. Striking out was the worst thing you could do when I played baseball. But now, yeah. striking out is nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing now. It's it's just it's just like just like a normal out now. That's how it is. Yeah.
1: Which is ridiculous. I you know I, your, I, I the coaching
2: like probably 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 told you guys to choke up on the bat when you're did your dad coach baseball?
1: Yeah, I did bit.
2: Was he was, yeah, he, was tri- he stressed tri- choking tri- up on the bat? With, yeah, with two yeah. strikes,
1: yeah, I I could never put the ball in play. I I, I was so bad, but I I, I dropped my hands, but I could never fix that. But yeah, you know, I, it was always I. Again, I'd always get annoyed when I struck out. It was just you know because you don't, you know especially in little league where
0: especially, especially striking out looking striking out looking was the worst yeah, striking out looking yeah
1: striking out looking the worst. But like even in little league, it's like. Guys are major league, you know, you put the ball in play down to literally the major leagues. You just, you know, good things happen. Even in the major leagues, you get like a little dribbler down the line. You can beat that out. Literally, you know, you again, guys aren't going to make the perfect throw every time. Like, that, that's why it's so annoying to me because it's like you put the ball in play, good things happen. I've always, I've always been, you know, I've heard that, you know. You put it's good things happen when I mean, you put the ball in play, but again, it doesn't matter, which is you know, ridiculous. And then I, you know, I know we're not talking about analytics at the moment, but I heard a st- I heard that these analytic people don't call that that they don't believe in hot and cold, which I think is the most ridiculous thing in baseball. But again, that's another story for of another day. I think it's ridiculous, but yeah, it just I, you know, I don't get you now. I, and I know they're professional guys, so I don't like. They're not going to go slam their helmet or, you know, throw their bat when they strike out, you know, but still it's got to be a frustrating thing to strike out, you know, like judges weekend struck out like seven three times. Like uh, I just, I don't, I don't know. I just, I, I just don't like this game of baseball.
2: It's, it's 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 a new game and, and and it's i think that's the way it's trending just hitting home runs and just and, and not you know and and, and not going out and making contact they feel like this again they feel like a ground out is just is the same thing as a strikeout that's the way it is now it's ridiculous you
1: know again that's not finding many fans at all it, it, it's not you know you know they're trying to get more fans in the game but that's not the way to go
2: Yep, yep, exactly, exactly, exact, exactly, you know, because in a way, strikeouts are kind of boring. You know, they're kind of yeah. – it's kind of boring, you know. Strikeouts are boring. At least you put the ball in play, you, you see – even if it's defensively, you see a guy make a great catch, it's, it's exciting. Strikeouts are boring. Yeah. And, and if they think that just hitting home runs is going to make the game change, it's not.
1: No, it's not. I can't remember what game it was, but it was last week. Uh, maybe you can remember. Right? um, The first nine guys on both sides, the first nine outs of the game, they were all strikeouts. It's like, how is that fun?
2: Like, how does that I make know. the
1: game? I think the O's were a part of it, but I don't remember yeah. the least. Yeah. I want to say maybe the O, But it's like, why do I want to watch that game if the guys are going to strike out? You know, maybe exactly. it was Derek Cole on the mound? Sure. But, like, I I don't – it's just boring.
2: Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So we're going to wrap up the show with two topics really quickly. Uh, first, uh, we're going to talk about the group talk about uh, Medina Spirit and the Kentucky Derby and how he tested positive for a drug test. Trainer Bob Baffert gets suspended, but he gets to race in in the Derby. You think that's right in, in the pregame? You, you think that's right?
1: Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he go. You know, he did pass the drug test, but now he got the yeah. What they call it in? Yeah. uh now, I heard it's – yeah, because it was double amount of the legal amount. Did you hear his excuse on that? It was kind of funny. What oh, was it? Peen. Oh, the, really? He said a groom peed <laughs> on the hay, and he was and he had cough syrup. So it was from the cough syrup because Medina spirit started eating the hay. Oh, wow. I, I was kind of laughing. I was like, you got to come up with a better excuse than that. But, you know, if he was testing positive, I, I don't think he should be able to. Look, and it's not the horse's fault either. That's the thing, though. Like, it's not the horse that, you know, like, you know, an athlete can kind of have the option to say yes or no to the thing, but a horse can't do that. So for the horse, I feel like it's not his fault. You know, you can't blame him. You have to blame the the adults running the
2: thing. Exactly, like Bob Baffert. Yeah, the trainer. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and this yeah, not I thought, the first time he's had a run in either. It's like the fifth yeah. Horse, oh yeah,
2: there? yeah, it's, yeah. I think it's five horses that he's that tested positive for 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 uh, steroids. Yes.
1: Yeah. So again, I, I I'm happy the horse is gonna race, but you know, because it's not it's not Medina Spirit's fault. But you know, if he's cheating, you know, but if the adults are cheating this, then. You know, it's not fair to the rest of the horses, so it, I know it's weird. It's a weird, it's a weird situation, it's a weird it's situation, weird.
2: yeah. It's a really weird situation, yeah. We'll see, we'll see what Medina Spirit does on Saturday in the Preakness, but I really don't want to see. I mean, unfortunately, I don't want to see him win the Triple Crown because I don't want Bob Bafford to be the trainer of a horse that wins the Triple Crown,
1: yeah. Especially if, if you know, yeah, and I've, I've like, you know, with Bob Bafford's done, you know, besides all the, che- the cheating, you know, he done an incredible job horse training when he's not when their horse aren't steroids but um yeah especially now it's like i you know look it's great when a horse is up for the triple crown but you know when it's already he's kind of had to go through something like this the you know the you know bob baffer kind of puts him in that spot it, it's tough because then it just brings up more controversy and you know, and i the horse racing really doesn't need that
2: you know? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You want you, this is bad for the sport. It's bad for the sport. It'll, ratings yeah. will probably be lower because of all this controversy. Because they really didn't have a legitimate Kentucky Derby winner. So I think it's bad for horse racing. And, and at the end of the day, it's it is it's bad for the sport. Totally. I, I I totally agree. It is. It's bad for the sport. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we'll wrap up talking about the Rangers. And uh, th- today they fired uh, David Quinn as their head coach. They last week they fired their they fired John Davidson as the president. They fired the general manager as well. I, I think it's weird they're making I'm I'm a, I'm a casual Ranger fan. You're you're probably a bigger Ranger fan than me, but I think it's weird they're making these changes when the team is kind of building with 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 our, with Artemi our Panarin, with with Mika Zibanejad, with uh, with with Alexei with Lafreniere. Alexei, Alexei, Alexei That's his name, right? Yeah, Lafreniere. Yeah, yeah, Alexei yeah. Lafreniere. Why are they making all these changes with this young core? With this young core?
1: Well, one Jamie Dolan, which.
2: And, and and the thing about him is he stayed away from the hockey side. He's he's very involved in the basketball side, but he stayed away from the hockey side for years.
1: Yeah, now it sounds like you know, he was the one here that fired them both. But it sounds like it was a toughness thing, and I wonder if it's all just after the Tom Wilson incident and the Rangers not really responding Monday night. And look, none of those Rangers that were on the ice were guys that do get raw ru- now. They should have gone after him no matter what.
2: Yeah, yeah, but they did go after the Capitals. They got in the, the the fight the night after on Wednesday night.
1: Yeah, but I think he wanted a response Monday. Oh, he wanted response
2: on Monday night. Then okay.
1: that's what I'm thinking. Um, you know, and he didn't get that because so, he see he made it sound like it was a toughness thing, it, it, you know, um, you know, which is I get, but you know, I, I just yeah, you kind of set your rebuild back here, but then. Um, yeah, young hockey. You know, Jason's comment: young hockey isn't that um, young. Isn't that young? You gotta, you gotta, yeah.
2: you gotta come and make an impact off the bat. They clean house. The only their goalie coach is returning. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, young. Yeah, I, I'm not the biggest hockey guy. You and Jason are bigger hockey guys than me, but yeah, he probably makes a point. Young and hockey isn't that young, and, and the Rangers yeah. they didn't make. They, I mean, yeah, I didn't expect them to make the playoffs this year, but they didn't make the playoffs, and they had, and they and they made and they made changes. So we'll see yeah. where they go um, from here. Yeah,
1: you know, and I, I think it's that too. And then the Islanders, thirteen to one, you know, the last two big games before the play, you know, trying to get the playoff push, and the Islanders absolutely just and
2: you, and you amazing. know they don't like losing to the Islanders because oh. the Islanders are kind of the little brother in New York, and yeah. they don't really like. And recently, they've been the team. I know they play on Long Island; they're not New York City's team, but they've been the team in New York because they got to the conference finals last year, and they're gonna, and they're going to be in the playoffs this year. Yeah, you know, they
1: they they bullied them, and yeah, they're you know they they've taken advantage of the last few years, and. You know, Dolan does not want that. No Ranger fan wants that. And the David Quinn one, too, um, it sounds like, too, they they want a guy that can take them the next step. They don't think that David Quinn's that guy. The guy I'm hearing, former Ranger called John Tortorella. Oh,
0: bring back Tortorella. Bring back John Tortorella. I miss him. I miss John Tortorella. Man, he was great with the media. He was so real with the media. Bring back John Tortorella. That would be a nice one. Bring it back. Would yeah. you? Would you want Tortorella back?
1: Oh yeah, I was mad when he left, or they, yeah. or they went part, went part away. Whatever. I was not happy with the Rangers after that. Um, but I think he coached Panera too for a year or two in Columbus. So um, you know he's got that kind of relationship with him. But because I, I've heard too, I heard it from one, so I'm not I, you know. But it was a Ranger reporter kind of saying that Panera wasn't the biggest fan of David Quinn's kind of. Um, wasn't the biggest fan of his gameplay, you know. Kind of, it's it's key, his schemes. It sounded like most of the veteran guys weren't. So I think that's why. And I think because Adam Fox kind of turned into one of the top defenders in the league this year. Alexi Lafayette really played well the second half.
2: Yeah, and that, um, that's the thing. They kind of, you know, if you're good on defense yeah. and you get and you could score goals, you really should should be in the playoffs. Yeah.
1: That was a tough division. You know, the Penguins, the yeah, Blues. Penguins. The, yeah, yeah, the way
2: they did it too. You just played all the division yeah. teams as well.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's, it was really, really tough this year. And I, and I when it came, came out like that, I'm like, they're probably going to finish fifth. I didn't see them being any better than those teams. And, you know, they just got off to a ton of slow starts. And, you know, again, I just, you know, it just sounded like most of the veterans just were not on – on kind of his same on David Quinn same page here, but they liked him and they kind of kept him because of what he was doing for the younger guys, and they feel like they've taken that step now where they can kind of go, okay, we can get rid of Quinn now we can go get a veteran guy here, and we can get back to you know contending Eastern Conference.
2: Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. We'll see what the Rangers hire. We'll we'll see what happens there. But that's gonna wrap it up this week on Sports Talk with R and J for Jace Garcia you did a great job, uh, and for Justin DiNaprio, I'm Steve Risser. We'll be back next week talking about the NBA play-in tournament and any NFL or MLB news that comes our way. Have a great weekend, everyone!
0: Manning lobs it. Boris alone touchdown, New York. It's off the Leonard, defended by Simmons. Is this the dagger? <laughs> oh! High fly ball, right field.